Happy Holidays podcast listeners. It is indeed I, Nathaniel Lockhart, host of The Memory Machine, and uh, I am just going to be upfront with a couple of things here, uh, namely like little promos and things like that just to get out of the way. Uh, first and foremost, though, is that uh, this podcast is a little disjointed. Uh, last year, I had a lot of fun doing the whole Cabin in the Woods thing, not like the horror concept, but like the, the homey Christmas thing. Um, and I tried again this year, but uh, I tried to have it like a through line or something like that, and it didn't really... Uh, look, uh, your lesson for the holidays, you podcast makers and creators alike, if you're going to do something high concept and something with like a little bit of a, um, a, uh, like a plot, it, it's best to do uh, an outline and plan further ahead. Um, so you'll notice like little things that I mentioned that like haven't happened yet or have already happened in other segments and all this kind of stuff and like threads I drop and well and anyway look the content's still good else I wouldn't put it out anyways but yeah I know there's you know there's yeah, yeah there's continuity issues which is weird to say about a, a podcast about weird old stuff um, anyways. Uh, one more thing before I go into it, I, I, I don't want to stop in the middle of the podcast for any sort of like plugging or anything like that, so I'll just take care of that up front. Um, hey, if you guys like the Geekiverse and you want us to keep going and you like what we do and you want to help us keep the lights on, uh, it, it would be a great Christmas present for us if you went to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse and just committed to like a, a dollar a month seriously that, that's all we need if we just got a dollar a month from you know about half of our listening audience my goodness like we wouldn't have to worry about paying hosting duties or anything like that and uh you know not not just for soundcloud but for other projects and things like that that, that we've been doing so uh, yeah, if you want to help us out, you can do that. Also, if you want to help me out, specifically with my new um, project that I'm doing with my Silent Film Night series, uh, you can uh, you can give me a nice little Christmas present if you go to uh, um, if you go to kofi ko fi dot com slash Nathaniel Lockhart zero five four zero you can give me a, a little one-time, uh, a little one-time gift. Um, I'm currently uh, trying to shore up the film library, so I have more than just like three features to be able to show with these things, um, because I do want to show them on real film. Um, it's not, you know, amazing film. It's Super 8, but it's still, you know, it, it's still actual film, which is becoming more and more of a rarity. But, anyways, uh, yeah. So if you go to ko-fi-kofi.com slash Nathaniel Lockhart 0540 that's N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T 0540 um, and just, uh, you know, the three bucks here, five bucks there, it, you know, it, it all helps out quite a lot. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Let us picture a scene. There's a, quite a snow squall going on outside of a cabin, and then 
these far remote woods, perhaps somewhere in the Appalachian Mountains or western New York or southern Ontario perhaps. It's a lovely night. We come up upon the cabin and Nate and Katie have just pulled up in their uh, holiday jalopy and gotten into the cabin. And there's a warm glow from the lights. A fire has yet to be lit, but space heaters help to keep the place a little bit warm for the time being. We come upon Nate in these remote woods in this remote cabin as he tries to stoke a flame Why, why didn't I just bring matches? I should have brought matches. I, I don't know why this flint and stone thing. I don't know what I'm doing with this. Why did I do this? Just come on. Uh, well, hold on. Hello? Oh, hey there, Nate. Trey. How's it going? Trey. Jeez, jeez Louise, it's freezing up here. Come on in, come on in. All right, all right. Oh, you do what, what, what are you doing out here? Oh, I'm just searching for the uh, perfect family Christmas tree. So, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, uh, my, my wife, she likes to she likes to trim the tree the night up. Oh, oh the night Make a big family up. thing out of it once the whole guests are here. So I'm getting, cutting down one nice and fresh. Actually, I saw a teddy wow. out there, too. Oh, really? He's cutting down teddy. one, too. Yeah. Teddy's out there, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Man, you guys coming out here. Man, this is uh, yeah. th 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 this is pretty far ways out to go. You must really want to get like the real deal Christmas tree. All the best trees are in these woods. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yes, these oh. nondescript wilderness that we're in. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I haven't worn this coat in a long time. Um. I found some matches in the pocket. Oh, thank you. Jeez. You, uh, I don't smoke anymore, so I, oh, I have no need for them. Thank God. I, you know, I, I thought, you know, I'd be all rustic and do the thing with, like, you know, the the, the stone and, and that kind of a yeah, thing. But, yeah. like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm Never sure really I could have gotten it eventually, but was it really worth it? I mean, yeah. Answers, I don't know. I mean, no. it's, it's, it is once you can get it done, but, sure. I mean, you can't. Tell where that spark's gonna go. Right, it's not necessarily yeah, gonna right. hit the paper. This perfectly. whole thing is made up of wood. I, I know. can burn down the whole I thing. Know. And you don't want to burn down this cabin. No, it's too nice. No, it's just too nice. I know. Well, it yeah. Well, let nice. me just uh, let me just um, get this thing going. And there we go. Oh, she's crackling good now. There we go. Now <laughs> we're talking. Now we're oh, talking. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, Katie and I were talking a little bit on our way up. From uh -huh. uh, you know, from uh, from Buffalo, we were talking about uh, talking about some of our favorite uh, like underrated Christmas things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like things that, that sort of people for people either have forgotten about or fallen off by the wayside, or just nobody seems to talk about. That's kind of the things yeah. I was I was thinking about. So what did you have anything in mind for that? Well, I mean, I I can tell you what I always. Uh like to uh, do and read that people have often forgotten about so um, this is going to sound like it's something not forgotten but uh, mm -hmm. uh, two of my favorite movies to watch during the Christmas season are uh, A Christmas Story 
and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, those are seen everywhere. Sure. Beloved by many, Christmas Story, like, beloved by many, hated by many, yes. on 24 hours a day. So Everybody's got an opinion on yeah. it. Yeah. So that one in itself might be overrated, but, yes. but what people don't talk about so much anymore are the, uh, the stories that inspired them, written by the great radio raconteur uh, Gene Shepard. Yes. Uh, Gene Shepard was a radio host in New York City uh, for the most of his career. Just known for long, monologue, hilarious stories that he would tell by himself on his radio show every night. Hmm. Um, He also wrote a number of books. Uh, The two most popular are uh, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, and uh, Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories and Other Disasters. Uh, But he was a great short story writer, and... uh, the stories that he wrote, primarily in a few of the Christmas stories in uh, "In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash," uh, made up uh, the movie "A Christmas Story." Hmm. He uh, he he had he actually I think it took a head part in writing the movie too. He he served as the narrator for the movie, so he right. started it himself. But right. but people don't talk as much about. The stories, or where that sort of movie came from. No, no, no. In fact, and I think this thing people people would know Gene Shepard for it would just be, oh yeah, he's the Christmas Story guy, right? Yeah, they don't know his short stories. I, I didn't even know he was on the radio. Yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean, it makes sense. He has a great voice. Oh for yes, it. yes, he was great. He was great on the radio. So um, they don't talk about those stories, which I think on the page convey a warmth that is a little bit missing from mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, I really enjoy the movie, but True. I do think, uh, to a degree, the movie seems dark and a little cynical. Even um, yeah, it just the warmth. I understand what they were doing, shooting it to make it look like it was in the depression with that filter, but it just yeah. doesn't make the movie feel warm and cozy. Where the stories on the page uh, just I find laugh out loud funny. Um, so he he's got a. He's got they're primarily made up a, a f- let's see four or five five stories uh, that inspired it. Uh, the longest one is uh, called "Duel in the Snow" or "Red Rider Nails the Cleveland Street Kid," which is okay. the best out of all of them. That primarily focuses on his desire to get the Red Rider BB gun, the, yeah. uh, and that's where you get the old man fighting the furnace. And yelling in the basement all the time. The yeah. story, the Christmas uh, story, the parents in the Christmas store with the Santa kicking everybody down the slide. Yeah, and that comes from that. Then uh, another one called the Counterfeit Secret Circle member gets the message, or the Asp strikes again. That's the Little Orphan Annie decoder ring that ends up being uh, an Ovaltine commercial. Yes. That's in that one. Um, My old man and the lascivious special award that heralded the birth of pop art, obviously, the <laughs> yeah, leg lamp, the leg, yeah. which is great. Um, but what, what a great title for I know, that story. <laughs> I know. He was great with these titles. Uh, <sighs> Grover Dill and the Tasmanian Devil, which is about you know his fight with Grover and Scut Farkas in the yeah, snow, yeah. Uh, beating him up. And then this one was actually uh, centered around Easter time. But it made it in there for the movie because it was good. The grandstand passion play, the grandstand passion play of Delbert and the Bumpus Hounds. That's when the neighbors' hounds yes, come in and steal yes. the dinner. Yes, yes, yes. But it's just, they're great. Yeah. On the page, it's just he, he evokes, like um. He evokes, uh, you know, just like the the excitement as a kid. So like uh, yeah. in this um. This uh, 
passage here. It is, Downtown Holman was prepared for its yearly bacchanalia of peace and earth and goodwill to men. Across Holman Avenue and State Street, the gloomy main thoroughfares drifted with snow that had lain for months and would remain well into spring, ice-encrusted, frozen drifts among the curbs, were strung strands of green and red Christmas bulbs, and banners that snapped and cracked in the gale. From the street lights hung plastic ivy wreaths surrounding three-dimensional Santa Claus faces. For several days, the windows of Goldblatt's department store had been curtained in dark. Their corner window was tradi traditionally a major high watermark of the Christmas season. It set the tone, the motif of their giant Yuletide Jubilee. Kids were brought in from miles around to see the window. Old codgers would recall vintage years when the window had flowered more fulsomely than in ordinary times. This was one of those years. The magnificent display was officially unveiled on a crowded Saturday night. It was an instant smash hit. First-nighters packed earmuff to earmuff, their steamy breath clouding up the sparkling plate glass, jostled in rapt admiration before a golden, tinkling panoply of mechanized electronic joy. Like, just sort of stuff yeah. that to set the scene. It really it yeah. really makes you... Um, I, I think I you get a little it. bit of that in the, in the movie. You get a little bit of that in the movie, but I feel like... Uh... He is just, um, he is so much fun to read, and he's so much fun to read out loud, it yes. sounds like. like. Yeah. Like, that's the whole fun of his stories. Although, I mean, they're, I mean, they're well told, and they're translated well enough to film, obviously. Right. Christmas Story is still a, a great movie, I think. But, oh, yeah, I, I do think is. you're right, that there is a, just a little bit of maybe warmth lost in the transit, tra uh, transition. That, that that I could tell right away. Like, I've never read yeah. these, but I could tell right away from your reading that you just did. Yeah. That, I, that, that that's there. Yeah, and I, I like this one, too. It's uh, when they're waiting in line for Santa. Yeah. Um, at the far end of Toyland in Goldblatt's, on a snowy throne framed with red and white candy canes under a suspended squadron of plastic angels blowing silver trumpets in a golden, glowing golden grotto, sat the man, the connection, Santa Claus himself. In northern Indiana, Santa Claus is a big man, both spiritually and physically, and the Santa Claus at Goldblatt's was officially recognized among the kids as being unquestionably THE Santa Claus in person. Eight feet tall, shiny high, black patent leather boots, and a nimbus cloud of snow-white beard, and a real thrumming, belt-creaking stomach. No pillows or stuffing, I mean a real stomach. A long line of nervous, fidgeting, greedy urchins wound in and out of the aisles, shoving, sniffling, and above all, waiting, waiting to tell him what they wanted. In those days, it was not easy to disbelieve fully in Santa Claus, because there wasn't much else to believe in. And there were many theological arguments over the nature of, the existence of, the affirmation and denial of his existence. However, <laughs> ten days before zero hour, the air pulsing to strains of we three kings of Orion are, the store windows garlanded with green and white wreaths, and the toy department bristling with shiny flexible flyers, there were few who dared to disbelieve. As each day crept on to the next like some arthritic glacier, the atheists among us grew moodier and less and less sure of ourselves, until finally in each scoffing heart was the floating, drifting, nagging suspicion. Well, you can never tell. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so great. I mean, that, that calls to mind, too, just um, uh, the, the conversations had in... Um, when, when was this written? This was well. It appeared oh, in. Oh, um, hold on, just one second. Hello. Oh, sure. oh, Katie, there you are. Where have you been? Uh, sorry, your cabin doesn't have plumbing, so I went to the nearest Wegmans to use a real toilet. Oh, well, geez, well, well have a seat then. I, I guess uh, I see you brought a drink with you. Um, 
Rum and cinnamon coke. Rum and cinnamon coke. Well, sit down and tell us about it. We got to adjust your mic here. Uh, well, I mean, we're not recording. <laughs> this seat was set for Teddy height, huh? Yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, Trey was just telling us about um, uh, the Gene Shepherd stories that uh, that inspired a Christmas story. Oh. Have you ever read those? Any I chance? have not. No, but you've seen Christmas Story plenty of times. A million times. Yeah. He he just said read a wonderful. You'll you'll hear it. I guess when uh, you know maybe uh, when we play it back. But a great passage about uh, kids talking about uh, whether or not they believed in Santa and the way that Gene Gene Shepherd sort of weaves this. Uh, Weaves this story yeah. so, about uh, child belief. Oh, yeah, oh, no, 1962. Ask, they appeared in the in the book in God We Trust. All others paid cash. Yeah. So this is another line about the anticipation of Santa Claus. I always liked them. Yeah. Closer and closer we I'm going to go again. No, there you go. Closer and closer we crept. My mother and father had stashed us in line and disappeared. We were alone. Nothing stood between us and our confessor, our benefactor, our patron saint, our dispenser of BB guns, but 297 other beseechers at the throne. I have always felt that later generations of tots, products of a less romantic upbringing, cynical non-believers in Santa Claus from birth, can never know the nature of the true dream. I was well into my 20s before I finally gave up on the Easter Bunny, and I am not convinced that I am the richer for it. Even now there are times when I'm not so sure about the stork. <laughs> I love it. Oh it just gosh, I love it. With stuff like that. Yeah, there, there's a I, line under I, here. I, I, I want to try to see if there's like any uh, like an archive of his radio show. There's a. I, I think you can find a. There's a lot of them on Spotify. If you just okay. search Gene Shepherd, cool. And there's also, right. I believe, a podcast called Shep a Day, and it just <laughs> every it it takes a day, and it yeah. it just uploads. You know, I'd say December first. Yeah. Every show of his from his show that's of like available from archive.com or whatever it is. Yeah, archive.org, from December first yeah. from from history is up on there. Wow. That's so awesome. He did a lot of that stuff. So he was great. And I mean he had the radio show in the the his most popular one was in like the sixties and seventies. In New York City. In New York City. Yeah. But I mean he had a long career in it. But there's there's other like lines in here where he's talking about like um you know, like in those days, my kid brother rarely uh, came out from under the daybed. Or yeah, right. <laughs> just yeah. like an aside. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, uh, but it's they're they're very good and they're they're great on the page to read. Like I, yeah, I don't think the movie conveys how like great and how funny some of these stories are. Even though yes. the movie does a good job of being funny, and I think yes. because Gene Shepard had involvement in the movie, uh, yeah, does. a great. I mean, he narrates the movie. He narrates, yeah, sakes. but yeah. um, but uh, just. It, it's just hard to I think I think there's a there's a greater warmth and more like excitement in them. Mm. Um and Joe's yeah, and they actually so they they actually a few years ago they published just a book called A Christmas Story with all the Christmas short stories that he had written. So the mm. ones that inspired the movie are all here, but they're all in his other books. Mm-hmm. But um I really like the book there. Uh so that's one of the one of the things. I also went and reread the uh, Christmas fifty nine, which uh, John Hughes oh, yeah, wrote the John Hughes National story. Lampoon, which became the basis for uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what do you think about that movie, Katie? Christmas Vacation. It's not my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'll watch it like every three or four right. years, but it is not something that I like need nah. to see every year. It's a it's a bit much for well, me. Yeah, I understand. It's my fa- it's my favorite, but it's it never was a lot of critics' favorites. 
Yeah. So like I think I think probably in the terms of the vacation movies it's like if you consider vacation, European vacation and Christmas vacation. Yeah. It probably doesn't certainly doesn't measure up to vacate the first one. I think the first one's a much better movie but than Christmas vacation. It's yeah. I still love that one. And I just yeah. I think it's because like it's I love those vacation movies because I really like I really liked che- Chevy Chase when he was the weekend update anchor in that first year of SNL. SNL. Yeah. And I love Caddyshack. There's not much else that he's in where he's likable. Yes. And I like Clark true. Griswold. Yes. And and everything else it's just like, oh, he's just being himself because it's it, he's oh right. he sounds I'm, I'm Chevy he, Chase and you're not. His yeah. character sounds like the yeah. reputation he has now. But I reread the John Hughes one because I had read it before and you know, there's not a whole the National Lampoon archives aren't readily available. Oh, they aren't. Uh, they not readily available. Um, it, I would I would have assumed that they'd all be just uploaded to archive.org at this point. Well, there are a few, and there are a few that have them like on or that like have scans of the magazine. Yeah, but the company that bought the rights to National Lampoon finally has its like finally a company recently bought the rights that has its act together, and they're starting okay. to digitize. Each issue yeah. of the classic years from like seventy to eighty, so they might be back up there. Oh. But like, there wasn't a whole lot of places to to find the John Hughes article, Christmas Fifty Nine, um, yeah. and it's, I would say it's enjoyable, but it's different than the movie. Like, okay. it's it's fun to see, read the article and see like how John Hughes had progressed by the movie because the article itself is a very when you think of National Lampoon, it's a very National Lampoon yes. style story and article. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a uh, an exchange student from Thailand in the original short story. Oh, really? And you know, of course, because it's National Lampoon, they you know they played on racist stereotypes uh-huh, for laugh, uh-huh. laughs, and so yeah. it's just it's not Think none of it would be good optics, but. Yeah. What I like about it is because you could read it and be f- and and think it's funny and go, oh, this is this is a little much. It's funny, but then watch Lamp Vacation, Christmas Vacation, yeah. and realize like in the nine years, how much like John Hughes has had evolved. Yeah, it's good, honey. You don't have to uh, mess with it. <laughs> I just don't like right where it is. It's uh, fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. But, so it's it's, yeah. it's reading it. Is is a different enjoyment than I get out of reading the Gene Shepherd because you yeah. can see how much Hughes had evolved. Yeah. There are a lot of parts of that original story in 1980 that might have been problematic. Even then, but even, he, even in 1980 would have right. been problematic. Yeah. Or, or or problematic even in 1989. Yes. Certainly problematic today. Oh yeah. But by 1989, Hughes had smoothed out the edges of that to create a movie which is more heartwarming than than what he had on the page. So okay. I like looking so, at so that. So the movie lo- has a little bit. The short story has a little bit more bite to it. Is bite, what yeah, and the movie has uh, more warmth. Okay. okay, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> you know. that 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 would be good. They just don't, uh, you know, yeah, you, you get, you know, when the when the cat eats the Christmas lights, which it's it's a dog, a dachshund, in the book. Oh, oh baby, <laughs> when the when the yeah. animal eats the cri- Christmas lights, yeah, um, they describe how uh how stuck it was to the carpet after the <laughs> you know there's stuff like that there. yeah there's stuff like that there and yeah. and it's like it's just a little 
you know, it's it's very much in the National Lampoon, the magazine voice. Yes. Whereas the movie for Christmas Vacation is very much like a, a John Hughes voice. Right. Like, you know, John Hughes wrote a National Lampoon story, and then right. John Hughes which is to wrote... Get- which the National Lampoon was to get like edgy laughs out of right. out of Harvard right. kids. And they and they did good stuff. Yeah. They did good they did a lot of good funny stuff back then. It was yeah, right. for how for how like stuff that even though it's like you it's the stuff that, that is funny that you feel bad laughing about. But right, that yeah. you know that is just well, funny on its face. Yeah. But I mean it doesn't get any it doesn't get any more national lampoon than buy this magazine or we'll kill this dog. Right, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh well there's I'll tell it off air. I'm not yeah, gonna repeat yeah. it here. But there's a but so you could see in the John Hughes writing a national lampoon story in National yeah. Lampoon, and then John Hughes making a John, turning it into a John Hughes movie right. that had because the story rights had the National Lampoon name on it. Yeah. But it's just funny watching the evolution from its page to the screen. Yeah. So that I I read that and I, that's just something that it's, it's fun to go back and read that and just see the genesis of the story cuz he also was a good short story writer. The humor is just darker and mm. and meaner, I would say. It's sort of the inverse of the other short story. Like you you talking about with with Gene Shepard. Yeah. That some of the warmthness was lost in the translation of cinema. Creation of the movie here, yeah. its warmthness added in its translation oh, yeah, to cinema. Yeah. That's yeah. the inverse. Yeah, I, I like it to show. I like how it shows the evolution of John Hughes from yeah. national we're, we're, ad, ad copy to national ad copy. I had copywriter to national lampoon writer to filmmaker. Where do you find that that short story? If you're going to read it, uh, I searched it on Google, and there's a. Um, it, it has something on archive.org. Oh. You know, somebody's uploaded it. So you can find like a that scan? one. A, a scan of the story? Yeah, or like just, a, just an HTML, an like HTML typing t- out? Typing out. And okay. they, they, I mean, the, the only illustration it really had was one at the beginning of the story. So they have that up there, yeah. but it's an HTML typing out. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I would I would, I would yeah. read that. Yeah. No, I, so I like those are those are two of mine. Well, that, that's that, that's really good. Yeah, we were, we were talking about uh, a little bit about our uh, underrated holiday gems. You know, like kind of like we were talking on the, in the jalopy on the way up here. Right. Yeah. In the jalopy. <laughs> yes. 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 Is that what you're referring to our minivan as now? <laughs> yes, it was our. It's our holiday jalopy. <laughs> when it's, holiday jalopy. When it's Christmas time, it's our holiday jalopy. Got it. Yeah. A very endearing. <laughs> Yeah. Did, did, did you see, honey? I got the fire going. I see that. Yeah. I had no doubt that it would be roaring by the time I got here. <laughs> well, it was thanks to Trey. He brought I matches. Had matches. Oh, good. Yeah. The, the, the flint little, wasn't working. No. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get it to to happen. Like you get a little spark up, but you gotta aim the spark. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's there. So <laughs> you know, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks for going to Whitewoods. Uh, <laughs> oh, you... I didn't bring you anything. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Well, uh, Katie, do you have anything, anything else uh, to talk about? Yeah. So I think, I think this is an interesting topic to discuss because I think it's very subjective. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because what I grew up in the Midwest, so what was common place or, or even what I think in my family was like really well known might not have been, um, or vice versa. Because when I was growing up, um, we watched Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas on Beta. And, like, no one else I knew growing up had any idea what that was. Hmm. Um, But as I get older, I don't know if it's just hipsters sort of revived the Muppets and that's why more people know (laughs) what it is. But now there's a lot more people that know what Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is. 
But growing up, it was no one had any idea what it was. No, I didn't. And it's it still a, hard to find now, though, too. I it think, is a little too. bit. Um, it's, it's not like it's broadcast heavily, like right. the Rankin Bass mm. stuff. Right, right. Definitely not as popular, but I've seen it a lot more. And they're even talking about doing a new version with the Flight of the Concords guy, right? Oh, One of them. I don't know. I, I, oh. I know there's like sing-alongs at bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's that video of the blooper, the blooper reel that makes its rounds every year. Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. With Frank it's really Oz funny. doing the voice yeah. of, the, of the mom. Yeah. Oh, it's bizarre yeah. to watch the movie the, with Frank Oz's with voice. With that voice coming out, coming out of that <laughs> yeah. puppet. Yeah. Or the Muppet, sorry, not a puppet. Right, Muppet. Right, yeah. So that yeah. one I grew up watching, and and it was it was a hidden gem when I was a kid. And the same yeah. thing with Muppet Family Christmas, which I think even now is less well known. Part of that's because it has a tenuous relationship with home media. Like, in I don't know if it's ever gotten a proper, like, official home video release in the states. Like with the full right. movie, yeah. Like you can get it on like. Like, there's some, like, old DVDs or whatever of it that you can get. Or old My VHSs. sister Molly got a DVD, and now on Amazon, the DVD that she has that doesn't have all the songs right. because of copyright issues, it's, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's even incomplete. So, They yeah. did that with a lot of them. They did that with Mickey's Christmas Carol, too. Yeah. If you watch it on TV, it's not complete. You yeah. Can watch it, go to Disney Plus now and watch the whole thing, or if you had the DVD of it. Right. We, we got the Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. We do too. Because <laughs> it's it, it was it, that was actually my introduction to a Christmas Carol yep. was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, but if you, uh, if you want to hear more about that, look at last year's. That's uh, right. Our Disney, last year's Christmas Dis- episode, our Disney Christmas one that we yeah. did. That I feel like that was very thorough. But yeah. even Emma Otter, job. even Emma Otter is not entirely complete in some of the formats that you right, see right. it in now because there's introductions with be, Kermit on a bicycle yeah. and things yeah. that aren't in some of the DVDs and right. VHS. Trying to make you feel okay that you're going to be watching something different. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not the typical Muppet. Yeah. Sorry, characters. sorry, this isn't the Muppets, but but I'm here at least to tell you that this is cool. You should watch it. Yeah, but I yeah. think uh, a Muppet Family Christmas is so spectacular because of all of the different Muppets that are in it. It's got Sesame yes. Street, it's got regular Muppets, and it's got Fraggle Rock. Yeah, does it have well, we, the we land whole of pod- Gorge? What's that? I said, does it have the land of Gorge? The land of no. Gorge. <laughs> no. Don't you remember what happened at the end of the SNL? Yeah, they, they, just, they, they just put them in trunks. They put them in the... Yeah. 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 You, you I just did, thought... Do you know about the land of Gorge? You read the uh, Jim Henson book, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you probably know about the yes. land of Gorge. The Great yeah. Favad. Yeah. Yeah. Those are weird sketches. Oh, they are. They're very weird. They are very weird. I can't believe that was on SNL. They're not uh, They're not all bad. No. No, they're just not. weird. They're, they're just not... Fit for SNL. No, they they don't fit in with the rest of the show. No. There's a oh, real sorry. tonal difference. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the next thing I'm going to talk about, just briefly, I don't know that I would call it a treasure, but I do think that it's forgotten. The and... the uh, precious moments angel thing. Yes. Really? You're going to yes. talk about that? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I don't know. I actually watched this a lot as a kid. We do, had do, it on do, VHS. Do you, know, do you know what she's talking about, Trey? No. Yeah. So, okay. so I know what precious the, moments are. Those in the, the height, and the yeah, in the height of the precious moments craze of the early '90s, um, they had Christmas videos. What? Yeah, Christmas videos that came out, um, and one of them that I didn't watch was like Timmy's. Timmy's, there was Timmy's gift. gift. Timmy's gift. The, my yeah. sister got a lot of those figurines when she was a kid. Oh, yeah? She, well, because my sister was born in like 1988, so it was probably near the height of the, the yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. So she, you know, 
you know, it's like some people get a charm. I think my sister got like a different precious moments thing, which I think are probably oh still in my mom's uh, oh, curio yeah. cabinet. And precious but, moments things are like still around, yeah. right? Like it's still a thing that you can buy at Hallmark stores. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think you could find them at certain stores, but mostly they're older ones. But oh, they really? they had specific ones for like Christmas, Christmas? or and you said they had yeah. these like Christmas specials or shows? yes, yeah, they were Christmas specials. So, it was just like a twenty or thirty minute special. Uh-huh. But the one that I watched was Timmy's special delivery. Timmy was an angel. Timmy was an angel, a precious moments angel, and his job was to watch these two kids um, and get them. What they the, these two kids pray for presents, and so he's trying to get them this bear and this doll, and so he tries to get them on a cart, and they fall off the cart, and then it's just this adventure of Timmy trying to get these gifts to these two kids that um, that don't have very much at Christmas. Oh. Hmm. Um, but weird thing when I looked this up, it came out in 1993. When I looked it up. Um, the some of the voices in that special mm-hmm. were Tom and Dick Smothers. What, really? The Smothers really? Brothers. What? Why? Smothers yeah. Brothers are no idea, and I never knew that until I looked this up, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that the same Tom and Dick's father? What? <laughs> what are they doing a Precious Moments special for? in 1993? It's, I don't know. You know. It's the same thing with like." Um, like that, I think I shared this with you once before, but like, you know, uh, for listeners who may or may not be aware, I grew up an evangelical Christian. Uh, and I'm you know, not so much of the evangelical side anymore, but I still consider myself of the faith uh, to a degree. Um, but anyway, uh, but I showed you um, that one cartoon that I watched a lot of growing up it was called The Kingdom Chums Presents the Original Top Ten. The, and the it Kingdom was, Chums? Yeah, the Kingdom Chums, who were sort of like these. Uh, um, uh, like stuffed animals come to life, and they're talking Gosh. about like the uh, the original top ten, like as if it was like a top ten, like Billboard top ten, but instead it was the Ten Commandments, and so like each, and so they introduced like each each new uh, Ten Commandment as like a golden forty five okay. record, yeah. But they had the voices of like Tony Orlando and Frankie Valley in there, just like how did that happen? <laughs> how did how how did they get wrapped into this? I don't like, know. Um, it's so bizarre. It, it is. It is crazy. Oh. That's why people uh, people love Reagan. I guess. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Can it you was mean the... this religious thing for me. Yeah. We'll tear down this wall and tell all the kids about the Ten Commandments. <laughs> right? Is that what he sounds like? Yeah, I think sure. so. Yeah, no. you got it. A little no. bit like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Well, well I think that was intentional. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now let's let's all go to the White House screening room and watch Bedtime for Ponzo. Um, anyway, that was a movie he was in. He started with a monkey. Yes. Um, anyway. His most famous movie. That's right. That's right. Um, so that was my discovery today. I had no idea oh, Yeah, that yeah. the Smothers Brothers were in that short. And I don't even know which voices they portray because if you look online it just says voices. It doesn't huh. say what characters they play. This is the talents um, of. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I don't know their voices well enough to know which ones they were, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting. But it made me think about precious moments in general and them around Christmas. It's something that 
isn't really a thing as much anymore, but they had like stockings with them. Oh, and yeah. Well, a lot e- of even, even figurines were Christmas. Well, into the 90s right? and even early 2000s, you still saw them lots of places. Yeah. Although by that point, they would have been long <laughs> thought of as sort of kind of uh, uh, treacly, yeah. kitschy. Yeah. Kitschy, there you go. Those big, creepy eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like those big eyes paintings by that lady. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tim Burton made a movie about it. Yeah, uh, that those ones. We um, oh the big eyes paintings. I forget her name, but yeah, it's not uh, coming to mind at the moment. They weren't. I think I think they were just prints. They weren't originals, but we like found a bunch of them. Did it's, you really? In my in my in the house we live in now, uh, Rachel's uh, grandmother like had a bunch of them. So we we found a bunch of the big eye the big uh, eyed girls paintings. And the house we are. None of them are original, so it's not like we could uh, go sell them to collectors for anything. But it's yeah, just like, no, it's still pretty cool. But like, it's like, oh, I just heard a Terry Gross interview about these very yeah. things. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Terry Gross. <laughs> Fresh air. So, um, just a quick question before I forget for uh, none of it. Um, before it goes away, out of my mind. But I just I thought of another one that I just thought now. Did anybody? Oh yeah, please shoot. Watch the We Sing videos as kids. That the We Sing in Sillyville. We Sing in Sillyville. Uh-huh. But there's yeah, a We Sing the best familiar. Christmas ever. Oh, I never saw I that don't one. Know that one. Where uh, I'm familiar-ish yeah. with the We Sing. I, I mean, my seeing that around. My a lot. sister loves the We Sing in Sillyville. I like yeah. We mm-hmm. Sing the best Christmas. Best Christmas ever. It was about an elf named Poofer. Who could <laughs> poof himself big or poof himself small? And he flew around on a snowflake with a steering wheel. The snowflake had a steering wheel. Uh. But he brought a family up to the North Pole with him to help Gusty's, uh, Santa's favorite helper, Gusty the Elf. Because Gusty all of a sudden couldn't make toys. Oh no! It's because Gusty needed glasses. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they found out at the end. Gusty wow. needed glasses, so they got Santa's special glasses maker. But we sing the best Christmas ever was great, and it's you know your typical like we sing family. Like none of the kids look alike. One of them is uh, Asian American. The rest are all whiter than white. Like yes, 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 <laughs> Lily White. Some yeah, would say yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's just you know there's a. There's a, a kid in a wheelchair who pl- in a wheelchair who plays a recorder. It's, you know, like everybody has to be represented, like uh, those type of things. Now, but yeah. it was just it was great. But but yeah, we uh, Gusty the Elf was Santa's helper. Wow. But yeah, he needed glasses. Yeah. They couldn't figure out whether it was glasses, well, and then they good, got a guy. Can you read good this? To find no. out. And it was just that was my favorite of the We Sings. Yeah, We Sing was W E E Sing. Yeah, We Sing. Yeah, oh, like if I would have known that was a case. thing, I probably would have loved that. Because I loved We Sing Sillyville. Oh, yeah. I, we Sing the Best Christmas Ever. That, that was not that was not so much in our uh, in, in our Christian video repertoire. <laughs> mm. No. Uh, it was Kingdom Chums for us. Kingdom Chums. <laughs> what about the Veggie Tales? Oh, we watched a yeah. lot of Veggie Tales, uh, too. Grapes of Wrath that Never Take a Bath. Or That's whatever. right. <laughs> We are, make no mistake, we are the grapes, we are the grapes of wrath. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. we, I, I recommend we sing the best Christmas ever. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Poofer and I forget the name of the family. <laughs> Unfortunate nomenclature. You know, and there's, he, he uses, you know, his magic to make the, the ornamental bells have faces and sing instead of just ding dong. And it, That's terrifying. It's, it's, you know what though, it. I loved it as a kid, and it, it's probably if you, if I if I if I watched it with a kid, I would probably say that holds up. 
Yeah. I don't think I'm really? watching it by myself anymore. But oh, yeah, yeah, right, sure. If you sure. watch it with, with Teddy and Viv, okay, that's you cool. will enjoy it. That's you cool. probably find it on YouTube. Yeah, I'd say maybe about uh, 20, 15% of that, maybe even less than that, of the Christian stuff that uh, for kids that is out there, especially the stuff that was in the 90s or whatever, mm-hmm. is still watchable today if you're a Christian family, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to recommend anybody outside of that, you know, for <laughs> obvious reasons. But... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually stuff that Phil Vischer does, I like. Yeah. Like his, he has this "What's in the Bible" series. I think, okay. It's very thoughtful. It is thoughtful, and it doesn't dumb things down. Like it explains things to kids instead of just like crossing over it. Um, yeah. Sort okay. of. It is, in fact, we'll even say like some denominations will 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 say this about this level of scripture. Okay. Other, other well, say good. this, but we yeah. can all agree on this and this. Well, it's good to be yeah. inclusive. Though. Yes, that's yeah. a good it idea. Is. It, it is inclusive, um, but. Uh yeah, we sing. Well, we sing. Um, the best. What's Christmas one of yours, ever. Nate? Well, I can. I I thought of a couple. Mm-hmm. One is, I mean, there's sort of like, um, the ones that, that that you brought to the table where they are much more familiar in another form, or well, maybe only one of them is like that. <laughs> the the first one that I, I want to talk about is the town that Santa forgot. Oh. <laughs> Which yes. um, did used to run on Cartoon Network regularly. Premiered on um, what, CBS? Or NBC. Like NBC. In 1993. That was one of my favorites. I love this special. I've watched it. I found it on Daily Motion year after year to watch it again. Yes. I think that's where it is now. I discovered it on Cartoon Network. Okay. When, when it aired on, on there. Um, so I was, I, must have, I was living in Georgia at the time. And uh, it. It really does a good job tackling, you know, the whole thing of like, you know, kids getting too many toys for yeah. Christmas or yeah. whatever, and spoiled being a spoiled brat. Yeah, and yeah, um, I never really like half empathizing with with uh, the the kid when it turns out like he's not getting all of his presents. And I just and right. I was thinking like, oh, like you know, as a kid, you're just like, oh my gosh, you don't have any presents now, and they all went to some town like. Ugh. I know it is but, horrible, but 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 then like, I mean, it's it's very it, it strikes as a lot cheesier now. But as a kid, when you watch it and you see what happens to those toys and why they get sent there and 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 what kind of how his greed kind of gets turned around and it it did strike me as a young kid and it made yeah, me think more about my own greed. Like, exactly. Well, that's the good thing know? about it is it, yeah. its message. Um, yeah. Message isn't lost on the kids. For no, whatever not reason, at all. it really comes across. It really comes, especially you know when you start out, like you really grab the kids' attention when you talk about, oh yeah, this kid he asked for all these toys and he's going to get absolutely none of them. You're like what? And it, is, and it isn't even because like he's a bad kid and he's going to get coal. Like it's a it's mistake. Just, it's a mistake. And uh, yeah, I, I don't. But you s- also think like, oh wait, but he doesn't really need them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. He. I mean, for those who don't know exactly what this story that i'm referring to jeremy uh tom and santa forgot a boy named jerry creek jeremy creek Mm -hmm. who um who is a greedy boy and a brat and he uh he's he always wants more toys more toys more toys and then he sort of writes he gets in his head to write like the ultimate chris like the ultimate santa list 
to send to Santa. Because his and, parents finally say, enough, we're not getting you any more new right, toys. Yeah, right, yeah, that's right. We're not getting you any more new toys. They put their foot down finally. Finally, yeah. And he's like, well, I know who still will, Santa Claus. So he sends this giant letter, and it's so big that it causes confusion at the North Pole. We're just like, this is just, this is too big for one kid, right? Like, like yeah. it, uh, like this needs to go to, um, like the, this has to be for, for like a town or something. Right. And so they, they look, it's like, okay, Jeremy Creek, Jeremy Creek. And they look it up on the map. It's like, Oh, Jeremy Creek. There's this town that we've been missing all this time. Yeah. And he's, and they're just like, Oh yeah, this is, this is a, this is a town. Like, I guess it looks like some like swamp town or something. Yeah. Like, some I just remember like it's it's said in a sing song cadence, but like just past the this on the edge of the swamp, like it's, right, yeah, it, right. It does it in like a, a rhymy sing song voice. Too. Right, they right, did a lot right. of that. That's but actually a lot of it was almost like verse. A lot of the lines yes, of dialogue, yeah, yeah, were yeah verse, it, the, the right? whole thing rhymes. Right, yeah, the whole thing is done in rhyme, and. Um, it's uh jeremy creek is the name of a town yeah jeremy creek is the name of a town so all of his presents end up going there and christmas comes he doesn't know that until he's until his uh his parents have the news on and he sees like what happened to all of his toys and he finds out that they all went to that town and at first he's like really he's still pissed. angry about it yeah he's like super pissed about it so he goes and sits under the tree yeah until he sees like uh, on the uh, they interview some of the kids and he finds out like how much joy it brought them yeah. to finally be recognized to be remembered and then all of a sudden he's like oh no and he kind of has like this right big realization about what a jerk he's been all this time right. and, and that's when he goes to sit under the tree to sort of like think things over and be like and little santa little sitting santa, on a branch like, yep. yeah shape, like swinging one knee yep yeah and uh and yeah it's just a very special little thing right. and, it, and it means a lot for for a lot of kids i think yeah, yeah i think that the story speaks to to kids it spoke right. to me as a kid yeah oh it did and then like um, i like just santa thanking him yeah and then uh and so then he becomes like santa's helper on christmas night he gets picked up on the roof yeah. Until he's too big to fit in the sleigh. Until he's too big to fit in it the takes sleigh. Him around. So, you, so you kind of have like a little Polar Express moment where yeah. he finally becomes like no longer. Uh... I always loved it too because that was like, what, 93? Yeah. That was like when I really just started to watch like Nick at Night. So yeah. like. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van narrator. Dyke being the voice is like, yes. oh yeah, I've been watching him on Nick at Like I know yeah. this guy because right. Dick Van Dyke narrated it. Right, yes. And it's based off of a short story right. uh, by uh, Charmaine Severson. I, I've never seen this this book or if it right. ever was a book, but yeah, was it a book or was story. it a poem? Was, um, it, was it a poem or I like think a it prose? Might have been a poem? I don't know. I, I tried to look it up a little bit beforehand, but I didn't right. really get. Oh, and I I like the little twist at the end. We find out that the narrator. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke himself. Oh, Dick Van Dyke is has been Jeremy Creek this whole time. Yes, he's been Jeremy Creek the whole time. Naturally, Santa's gonna need someone to help him say it could be me. It could it, be me. It, it could, could even, even be, be me. me. Yes. And then the <laughs> snow falls off the mailbox. Yeah. Leads Jay which, Creek, which you can see a mile away as right. an adult. But again, as a kid, I didn't see that no, coming. Of I was not. like, oh, he was Jeremy Creek. Creek. Oh. oh my gosh. Um, he knows what's what. Yeah, I I I did a little digging on on it uh today and the director was uh is a the animation director was robert 
Yes, Viv. Yes, the director was uh, Robert Alvarez, who okay. who was a long time Hanna Barbera director. Right, still works at Cartoon Network to this day. Started as an assistant animator on Yellow Submarine, the Beatles in, movie, the Beatles movie, and is still working with Cartoon Network today. Directed wow. some episodes of Regular Show. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so he's That's been... Because, cool, yeah, it's a Hanna-Barbera thing, Yeah, right? Hanna-Barbera, which, was, of course, was folded into Cartoon Network right. Studios now, uh, later on. Did it... It aired regularly on Cartoon Network for yes, a while. Yes, it did. Did it air multiple times on Network, or was it just... Did it just I, premiere on Network and get pulled into I something think, else? I think it must have gotten pulled off of Network pretty okay. quickly, because NBC didn't do a lot of animation. No. They did. They had. Point. They had Mickey's Christmas Carol for a while. Around the same yeah. time, they had. Uh, they had um, Jeremy Creek. They had the town that Santa forgot. Yeah. They had that for a bit. Yeah. But they also had. Um, what else did they? But they did. They did some. But they. But you know, soon after Rankin Bass went to CBS and yeah, yeah, they, Mickey's they Christmas Carol went to ABC, down. so they didn't they didn't keep up with it. The, the thing that I found interesting about it being on NBC at all is that NBC had already ended its Saturday morning programming by that point, right? Like they were done in what ninety two, ninety one, ninety two. Think so. Was the last time, and I wonder if this was just sort of residual, like because Hanna Barbera was the main supply for nbc in terms of saturday right. morning cartoons but it must have been residual something it, they it had must been have been creating. like a residual contract or something that they had and kind of did it out of obligation yeah. maybe i don't know they might have i mean it, i don't know like it it premiered in prime time yeah so like i watched it at night so yeah right like and i watched it we put the you know we we saw something on it in the in the um it had been advertised because my I think my mom was like, "There's a Christmas show on tonight for you guys to watch." Oh yeah, and we put a tape in because we taped them all, so we can oh, always really? watch them over. Oh again. wow! So we, I have it, it, the tape is probably gone, but we also had it on V. We taped it off the TV, so we had it on VHS for a long time. Yeah. Um, oh man! So that's how I rewatched it over and over again. I wish I could find my old Christmas tapes from when I was a kid. There were some choice commercials oh, on there. Yeah. Choice commercials, but yeah. we um. But yeah, I mean, it was on in prime time, so it must have been something they had contracted. You know, sometimes they would make stuff and not air it for a year or two. Yeah, like the the kid who played Jeremy Creek was. Um, let me look at his name. Was it here. the the guy who was uh, Michelle Tanner's jerky friend on Full House? Aaron is that his name? His character's name was Aaron. I or think something? so, something like that. Uh, his name was Miko Hughes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Miko Hughes was yeah. his name. Um, he was also like in Kindergarten Cop and Pet Cemetery. Yes, and uh, Spawn. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, these hey, are... he was in one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. He, um, uh, New Nightmare. Was, was he, he was New in. Nightmare? Or the, the, was ni- he the ninety-four in... one. He was in that one. Yeah. Okay. Wes, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Right. Um, okay. None of these things I had seen. None of things right. I. None of these things I have ever seen. Well, um, so to me, he's completely. This is the only thing I know him for is the town that Santa forgot. Oh yeah. Um, well, but he was, apparently he was, he was a successful child. Actor. Oh yes, he was. Uh, but yeah, he was Michelle Channer's jerky friend in Full House. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, was, yeah, she had Teddy and Teddy and Aaron, and Aaron yeah. was the jerk, and Teddy was. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there you go. So it has a little bit of pedigree. Yeah, to it. and then um, oh the. His uh, his Jeremy Creek's grandkids' name. One was at least voiced by um, 
the youngest child on Growing Pains. When Growing Pains oh. added added a new child. Yes. They added a young daughter. Yes, yes, yes. That was one of them also. Ashley yeah. Johnson or whatever you had, her name is. Yeah, you had Troy. Yeah, Ashley Johnson is the great is the uh, granddaughter. Yeah. Troy Davidson. I don't know who Troy Davidson is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, Chrissy Seaver in Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, she does things voice. today. I think that? so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she's in uh, Infinity Train, the new Cartoon Network show. Oh, cool! So she's still yeah. a voice actor, which is something that. Robert Alvarez, the director, has worked on. Oh, yeah. Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Full circle. Goodness gracious. But, yeah, I can't that believe a... that guy's career. I, w- I would love to be able to talk to him sometime. Just <laughs> pick his brain about like, animation through the doldrums of the 70s and 80s. I'll try and... to get him to come to Nickel City Con or something like that. There you like go. That. Oh, that'd be great. I would but love that. that was a great one. And that was that's a great like forgotten one. Because we... When we were kids... Yeah. I, mean, I was born in 1985. You were born in 86? I was born in 87. 87. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of new holiday content no, for there us on was TV. Not. We watched yeah. the old Rankin-Bass one, which was old Rankin-Bass movies, which were yeah. a lot, for mainly 20 years before our time. Yeah. There was Mickey's Christmas Carol, right. which was before, which was 1983. So mm. it was on and around regularly, but it wasn't something new. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the new things we got were this town that Santa forgot. We got, um, uh, wish for wings at work, wish for wings at work, from which my mother loved, right? Yeah. My mother loved that one. Um, and then there was also, um, there was frosty one... returns. Yes. Which, which wasn't even necessarily rank and bad. Somebody just wrote a sequel and did, and, and borrowed the, all the, like ripped off yeah, all and, the motifs of it. Right. And Bill Melendez did the, uh, did the animation. Right. Bill, Bill Melendez no, mostly being known for the Charlie Brown. Right. Christmas specials. Yes. And, uh, Brian Doyle Murray plays a bad guy. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray plays <laughs> yeah. a bad guy. Jonathan Winters is the narrator and John Goodman is frosty. Yeah. Um, there, there was another one too that was like the wish that changed Christmas. Do you remember that one? No, what is? I what, only. What is that about? It's like about like a a doll like that this girl wants. I don't, I don't really remember it very well. The only reason I remember it is that Ronald McDonald hosted it. Oh yeah, I don't remember is, any of that at all. So crass. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, but man. yeah, we just didn't get a lot of new Christmas programming. As no, as we no, very little of it rem- we've, is remembered today. Right, we always had we've had to rely on the classics. But... Frosty Returns isn't that good. No, um, it gets an airing because CBS still owns the rights to it, so it gets an right. airing. When and it also has the name recognition of Frosty. Right, um, but it's just it's just not great. The town that Santa forgot, from what I've read, still does get rerun on Boomerang. Oh well, good. So you can, but who watches Boomerang? I don't is know. the question. Is that one of the Nickelodeon ones? <laughs> it's a Cartoon Network. It is a car- oh, affiliated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's still like it's, the it's where they Barbera. it's where they dump all their old uh, stuff that they don't show on Cartoon Network anymore. Okay. Um, it used to. I remember last time. The last time I saw Boomerang, which was admittedly forever ago, because it's on <laughs> deep cable. Um, and you know, I, and I'm under the age of 45, so right. I don't have cable. Right. Um, exactly. The last time I saw, like, they were airing, like, Dexter's Lab, which I oh, okay. guess is old enough to be on Boomerang. Boomerang. But... but so the town that Santa forgot gets some airings on Boomerang. Yeah, it gets some airings on Boomerang. But it is a good special. Yeah. I mean, and you can find it very easily online. Just 
I think YouTube even has it uploaded several times that you could watch it on. Oh, wow. Okay. And if you want to pay for it, uh, I believe it is on a DVD set through the Warner Archive collection. Oh, cool. That has uh, that one and I think like Casper's First Christmas. A couple of those others, uh, a couple of those other forgotten Hanna-Barbera specials. Which that would be another good yeah. uh, memory machine to do about would be about all the Hanna Barbera Christmas specials, yeah, um, like Yogi's First Christmas or like the myriad of Flintstones Christmas. Oh yeah, specials. there's a ton of them. Yeah, there's 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 a multiple of them. Yeah. Um, but the other one I wanted to talk about um, was uh, the stingiest man in town. Oh yes. Now, if this is remembered at all it is remembered for the 1978 Rankin bass production that they did was that one of the ones ap- uh animated by the japanese studio yes uh uh-huh, okay. by topcraft okay mm-hmm. um in fact it's uh it, you can find it sometimes under anime listings um, <laughs> because it's very anime and you can even i i found this on uh youtube a couple years ago um you can listen you can someone uploaded the Japanese dub soundtrack for it. So you can hear all the songs in Japanese, but it, it's not synced with the animation. It's just, oh, okay. It's just the soundtrack. To so they just play it over the... Yeah, you can just play it. You can just download animation. it play it over the... Yeah. Okay. Um, which is just uh, weird. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. how I know it. It's the Rankin... Because Walter Matthau is Scrooge in the Rankin Bass. Yes, one, right? he is. Yes, he is. That's how I know it. Yeah. Uh, but... That's not where it started its life as. It started its life as a TV special, uh, as a live-action uh, original musical for television. Uh, done done a lot more often in the 50s when it premiered. It premiered right. in 1956 on the Alcoa Hour, which was a weekly programming, you know, doing all sorts of things, you know, hour-long dramas, uh, comedies, musicals in this case. Yep. Um, Alcoa being the Aluminum Company of America. Yes. Which still exists to this Don't day. Don't hear them sponsoring stuff as much no. as you heard them sponsoring in the 50s no. and 60s. You, you won't find um, This Is Us sponsored by Alcoa. Yeah. It's not... It's not, uh, not but it's still around. Yes, it is. Um, but that original... Um, that that original production had you had the four lads in it, which was like a popular Canadian singing quartet right. that sort of acted as the Greek chorus that went throughout, um, singing you know an old fashioned Christmas with love. Um, but uh, the big get there was Basil Rathbone as Scrooge, and he is the one who um, who who does all the singing, and he is amazing as Scrooge. Really? He is so good in this role. And it's a shame that like this version of it is sort of, um, is, is sort of lost to public consciousness because he does an amazing job. Like he blows Walter Matthau out of the water with where, his performance. Where could you find it now? Uh, uh, interesting. This is an, that's an interesting question. Uh, it was actually lost until wow. a few years ago, like like in the mid to late two thousands. When uh, an old Alcoa executive passed away and they were going through some of his old stuff and he found like, oh, he's got a kinescope of this. Like, oh, just really? In a, just in a personal archive of his. He happened to have a 16 Miller kinescope 
of it. And you can now buy it on DVD. Okay. Um, I do not have the DVD. Um, I wish I did, but yeah, that's one of those things where it kind of costs it. It costs more than you're used to spending for a DVD in this right. day and age. Yeah. Just sort of, so I keep tapping my fingers, like, oh, do I want to blow twenty five bucks on a DVD? Right. For a uh, kinescope of an old. <laughs> Of a of of a live show that aired once in 1956. Oh, given your love um, for old media, yeah, <laughs> I should. I should. You're right. I should. Um, but uh, but other than that, the only way to have heard it was there were two record releases of it. Okay, there was one uh, sort of of the era, I think 50s or 60s, and that's the one you want to get. Um, it's the one with sort of it has a a full. Uh, body illustration of Scrooge on it. Okay. The stingiest man in town. Uh, and it just has all the full songs going right. through. Um, there was another release that was done in the 70s, in the mid-70s, where the songs are cut up and interspersed with narration from John Carradine. They did. Um, John Carradine? Yes. But it's a frustrating listen because uh, the editing of the songs is very inartful. Uh, oh, they okay. sort of chop it, and then all of a sudden, like, like it'll just all of a sudden cut out completely, and then cut to John Carradine, John uh, Carradine. M- musicless John Carradine, right. uh, delivering narration. It's not his fault; he's a fine actor, but yes, uh, the editing is bad. So Basil Rathbone starring in the original, yes, uh-huh. Universal Horror. John yes, Carradine right. narrating it in the seventies, uh-huh. Universal Horror. Uh huh. Mr. Night Train to Mundo Fine himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For you uh, uh, mystery science theater watchers out there. Um, but uh, but definitely find that uh, that soundtrack because it is just, it, it is, it's excellent. Who wrote the songs? So I have down here, Fred Spielman wrote the music. Okay. Because that's not, because Fred Spielman isn't like a name that you really... I mean, it's it's not one that's thrown around, no. you know, but I, I think his music is excellent for well, Stingy's Man. Yeah. I love the songs in that. Because some of those playhouses on TV were doing like the Rodgers and Hammerstein's mm-hmm. Cinderella and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered if they had a a major name do this, but yeah, maybe bo- Spielman was a major name then that i just not familiar with him now. Yeah. He uh, was born in Vienna. Okay. Uh, not West Virginia. Vienna, Austria. Austria. Yeah. Um, and he did some music uh, for some movies, like primarily for MGM films. Okay. Throughout uh, like the 40s, 50s, and even up to the 60s. I think he wrote a, a song or two for Elvis. Oh, okay. Um, which is weird to think about an Austrian writing a song for Elvis. Yeah. Um, songs, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Big City, I'm Gonna See a Lot of You. A uh, song for a luxury liner, Spring Came Back to Vienna. Well, that's apropos. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the good old summertime, you know that movie? Yeah. Judy Garland? Yeah. He wrote the song Merry Christmas there. Okay. In, from, in the good old summertime. Um, All right. But none of these are really ringing out to okay. me. But that, uh, he passed away in 1997. Ah. Um but I think the stingiest man in town is some excellent, excellent music. Right. The lyrics sometimes are a little iffy. Uh, oh. Something like, um, like is it, uh, Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge, humbug. If you think I fall for that, then you must think I'm a dumb bug. Which is that's a bad lyric. It's a bad lyric. Yes, but, but Basil Rathbone delivering it 
sells you on it. It's also it's a musical, right? I mean, uh-huh. it's and it's a musical made for TV. They need right. to be like entertainment and entertaining and probably quippy. Yes. What else? Is, what is big on TV in the fifties is, is comedies or variety shows. Right, comedies, variety shows, your show so of shows, that, right? Um, you know, but it's uh, like craft, uh, craft playhouse, is right? That one uh, playhouse ninety lyrics are going to be corny for that. Yeah, stuff. right, right. I mean, uh, we got what? What? You know, we we had the stingiest man in town in fifty one with that, and then what? Like uh, in seventy, we had. Uh, I like life. Life likes me. I make life a perpetual scree- spree from Scrooge. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Albert Finney. Albert right? Finney yeah, singing. Yeah. I like life. Life likes me. Yeah. I make life a perpetual spree. It's just like, yeah. It's we so we watched that in a film class in high school. It's yeah. Just like why? Because <laughs> it was Christmas. Oh, it was the last I class see. before Christmas, and it's just I like see. oh. I mean, but like. With that one, you got Albert Finney and Alec Guinness. Like, yeah, sure, sure. It's just such a weird. I've never seen Scrooge. Oh. I have it. I've never watch seen it. it. Watch it. Yeah, you know it's certainly enjoyable. I mean, El- Albert Finney is yeah. a good Scrooge. It's just a weird musical. Huh. Interesting. Like Leslie Bercuse, who did what would the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Same guy who did that one. Uh, can't be any worse than the. Uh, the 04. Have you seen the 2004 version of Christmas Carol? Is that the one with, with, with Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? Grammer? I have oh, not. But is that a mu- that's a musical it, one, right? Yes, it is, and it's bad. It's bad. It's well, bad. No. Um, Jason Alexander plays um, Jacob Marley, okay. plays Marley's ghost, and instead of um, doing him as like a woeful, like um, remorseful spirit. Yeah. He plays him like Beetlejuice. <laughs> it uh, it's the worst. It's oh, just like so no, I've never seen. He's that. like kind of like gleeful and like his yeah. grotesquery. I'm like that's not the point of Jacob Marley at all. No, like this. The the point is for him to be like like eternally remorseful for how he wasted his life. Right. Like, you have to get that across. And now he's being and, Beetlejuice. Well, yeah. Well, and, I guess we'll have the stingiest man in town. Was it? It yeah. was fifty one. Uh, 56. 56. 56. Okay. The, something... the Alistair Sim Christmas Carol. The Alistair Sim one was 51, wasn't 51. it? 51. That's okay. my favorite version of yeah. Christmas Carol. Stingiest would... Man in Town is my number two. Now, is the Alistair Sim one still on TV? If it is, I, I've i never seen it I always it on seem TV. to remember it being on the Canadian stations. Never? Maybe. Never he, never on anything U.S., but it was all. I always uh, seem to remember seeing it being on CFTO or CBC. Yeah. Apparently, it was shown a lot on American TV. The, the, the Alistair Sim one was shown a lot on TV in like the um, the seventies and the in the early oh. to mid eighties, and then yeah. it kind of fell out. Uh, you know, black and white. I remember. Uh, I remember it being on Canadian television. Yeah, I think by the time I was young the i didn't see it the until, serious uh, drama yeah yeah I, I didn't see it until uh i bought it on dvd oh at, in like 2010 yeah because, it's like, a good one because people kept saying it was so great it is great. and i they never showed on tv that i could find yeah. i just remember being on canadian tv and i think by the time i was little if there was a you know the the straight drama was yeah. the one with george c scott yeah, it was on American TV for a bit. The, the early eighties, yeah, like eighty four or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But that one's never on anymore either. No, you don't see that one on. We what talk, what, we do, you, do, what whole... do you even see of Christmas Carol on TV these days? You see what, Mickey's. What version? You see Mickey's. Mickey's not even Carol. the Jim Carrey one. You don't see that one. 
Jim Carrey one's probably on ABC Family because it's owned I, I, by Disney. Yeah, I bet it has I to be. I bet have, it has to be. You have Jim Carrey, Muppets, and Disney. Yeah. And Mickey. Mickey they're all yeah. owned by Disney, so they're all right. on those are the ABC those Family are the ones or whatever you're gonna it is. See. Yeah, those versions are the ones you're going to see. And they're but... not bad. I like the, no, the Muppet one. No, the they're fine. Bad. Not, not, the Muppet one isn't bad, I should say. No, the Muppet one isn't bad. I... Um, I... Expect more out of Paul Williams. <laughs> like, it, I, I don't, I don't oh, think like I, in I, terms I don't, of the songs. I don't think it's his strongest set of uh. of music for, but I still like it. I, I do, I do yeah. still like it. I don't, I, but, but it took longer sappy. to grow on me. The than, love is gone. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like that when I was. Gone. I don't think I liked that when I was a seven year old yeah. boy because it was a girly song, and I don't like yeah. it now because it's just not. It's a saccharine song. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I, I. I I think I, I but like Christmas it. present song and the Muppet one I love. Yes, I love yes. that one. Um, th- that's th- where th- Scrooge starts to turn in that one. Yes, 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 and that's how it is in Stingiest Man in Town as well. Like they they really copy that over from the Dickens yeah work in which Scrooge does start to come around pretty quickly in the original work. Like he doesn't fight it for too. For no, too long. he starts to come around during present. Yeah. Dur- during present, even, even a little bit the during past, past you, makes him a little it, s- yeah. sad and wistful. Right. You can see cracks, right? You can see cracks. It goes, but something I do like about the stingiest man in town that very few adaptations take into it is, um, one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is with Jacob Marley. Okay. One of my favorite parts is when Jacob Marley takes, uh, takes Scrooge to the window and shows him a whole other world of ghosts. Yes. Of people yeah. who have failed in their in their mortal lives to do anything to help their fellow right. man. They don't do that and scene in many of them. No, they don't. But they I love do to see Magoo. that. They, they do it in Mr. Magoo. Do they do it in Mr. Magoo? They do it in Mr. Magoo. Not, I didn't realize that's the only that. one that comes to my mind. Is it happens in Mr. Magoo, but that's the only one that comes to my mind. They do it in the Alistair Sim one too. Okay. And they do it in yeah. the stingiest man in the stingiest town. Stingiest man in town. At, at least in the um in, in the full Basil Rathbone one, I don't okay. think they do it in the Rankin Bass one. Okay, uh, I think they cut that that right. verse out. Um, but they do like whole verses on like here's a crooked politician who didn't do anything to help the working man's condition. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, which is just like yes, yes, that's what I like. I want, I want the social commentary, man. Like, yeah, no, I <laughs> that, on that's thick. great because I I actually I really enjoyed that about the Mister Magoo. He just takes him to the window and opens it, and you just see. All of them, they're all, it doesn't necessarily comment on them, but it's just yeah. this whole host of them, like, flying past the window. Yeah. They're all out here tonight trying to trying to right their wrongs. Yeah. I, I think the Alistair Sim one is the one that's most effective, because okay. it's the one that shows um, the, the the young woman and her baby dying in the cold. Okay. And, like, the ghosts, like, wailing and weeping out, like, like, like trying so hard in vain to they you know they what's what's the line from christmas carol they they cease they they seek to interfere with right. in human affairs but have lost the power forever right yeah just like, like oh that. man that hits me so every that's cool time. that they do that in the stingiest man in town yeah cool yeah 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 so check that one out we could, i really enjoy yeah. it we could do a whole show on obscure christmas carols because like Mr. Yeah. Magoo, which There's nobody knows of anymore. So many I of know. them. There's so many of them. Uh, that's what happens uh, when your work falls into the public domain. Yep. Which there's going to be more entering the public domain come January. Oh yeah, baby. this we're, is a big year for it. Right? We're getting 1924, baby. <laughs> <laughs> which for which doesn't mean anything for most people, but I love silent films. So right, so you get a lot. So of for them. me, I, I get a big old truckload of movies in the, in the public domain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he who cool. gets slapped, come to Papa. <laughs> um, 
but uh but yeah those, those are those are my two main ones oh and it looks like uh, katie sent something from the other room oh um let's see oh so she she wanted to bring up a couple others that um sure that um uh okay all right one of the, one of them is a very recent one okay very recent one i don't know if you've seen this uh it's called duck the halls and it is a new Mickey Mouse special. No, um, you, you know those new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, those really short, those really fun ones. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah great yeah. new ones. Yeah, there's a full thirty minute special called Duck the Halls. Is it on Disney Plus? Uh, I don't. Can know I go if it home and watch Disney it? Plus. It should be. Yeah, I, I, you should be able to. It's great. <laughs> okay. Um, it is a, about uh, Donald Duck really wants to stay with Mickey and Goofy for Christmas. Okay. Because he's just so in love with the idea of Christmas. But he can't because he's a duck and he has to go south for the winter. <laughs> and so like Of course. So Daisy is like try like trying to like, no, come on, Donald, just come down. You're gonna stay get really sick if you stay up here. So Daisy goes down without him and you he goes just... and like, ah, oh, just give him a few days. He'll be he'll be back. But he doesn't. And Donald like um basically has a psychotic episode <laughs> trying so hard to stay for christmas even though the winter is killing him <laughs> and gosh the very end um the the very end of uh of the special i don't want to spoil too much of it okay but where like donald has like his final freak out uh-huh. and it's just it's a glorious uh rampage of insanity oh, and it's the best and it's just miss those about donald he he's always so good at going insane oh my gosh that special is so much duck fun. the halls uh chris diamantopoulos i think his name is okay is yeah he does the voice of mickey right he, uh, yeah he's the mickey any, now yeah anybody can do a mickey voice few can act in it Christy Amantopoulos can act in okay. that Mickey voice. Good that he he's, is great. That's awesome that he's Mickey he is now. So funny as Mickey, like he's he, a funny he, actor yeah. in general. Yes, but I just—I mean, you don't really think of Mickey as being funny, but he is so funny in these cartoons. Okay, um, and Don, uh, just the, the whole thing is is terrific, and I I highly highly recommend Duck the Halls. Duck the um, Halls. I, you I know really the, wish Katie was here to, to tell all us those more obscure. About it. All those old Disney ones we could put on one of these because oh, sure. nobody knows about nobody them. knows what not, those are you know anymore. What, not all but... of them are even on Disney Plus. No, they're not. Pluto's Christmas tree is on there. Pluto's uh-huh. Christmas tree is on there. Santa's workshop is, but not yeah. the night before Christmas, which is right. weird because Santa's workshop is a has sequel, the, right? The night before Christmas is the sequel. Oh, right. but Santa's workshop has the more problematic elements to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what like picking any dolls is that what they have in it or yeah well there's yeah. the yeah 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 um <laughs> is that a bad am i not allowed to say that one? i don't Pick know any? is that i i mean that with quotes uh yeah, if i'm but wrong that... please tell me i will shut up and like... then like and then like the mechanical like uh asian oh, dolls in there and, yes. the, and the jewish one <laughs> Like, oh my god! That one has all the problematic elements in it, and that's the one on Disney Plus. That's weird, but not the night before Christmas, which isn't. Yeah, which is isn't as you know. Yeah. But, and they don't they don't have Mickey's Good Deed on there either. No, do they? they don't. Yeah, that's a problem. That's they a real don't. big problem. I know. Uh, I oh, love that Mickey's cartoon. Good Deed. Yeah, it's a great. We cartoon. rearrange stuff for Christmas this year. Yeah, and there's no place for our uh, 
four foot tall Mickey's Good Deed poster. Because uh, we hang uh, it up every year, but just the way we rearrange stuff, the place where we used to hang it on the wall no longer has a hook uh, in it. That's sad. And it's been plastered over, so there will no longer be any holes there. And it's just oh. there's no place to hang it up that uh, doesn't that doesn't put it like not in the like, that doesn't leave it askew. Like mm. I can put it up places, but it won't be centered because of its size anymore, mm. or it won't be hidden. So uh, Mickey's bad. Good Deed poster for now sits back up in the attic, but uh, we love that one. Yeah, but Blue's Christmas yeah. trees on it, but Toy Tinkers isn't. Toy Tinkers. That's the one. That's the another Chip and Dale one, but oh, that's, that's they sneak into Donald Duck's house uh-huh. and start trying to like play in with all Donald Duck's toys. And yeah. So then they get into they use two uh, toy cannons to shoot ornaments and stuff uh-huh. at each other, and Is then it... you know Donald and then, but at some point a phone gets set up between the different walls of presents where Chip and Dale are and Donald Duck's are, and then it becomes you know, a, who's gonna answer the phone? in time to get blown up by the stick of dynamite we shove through the phone line. Yeah. <laughs> Hint, it's Donald. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a couple other good, like, snow-themed ones that they used, that Disney used to play. Once Upon time. a Winter Time is yeah. a great one. We have, um, I got Rachel an ornament featuring the characters from that last year. But what's, Was that a Silly Symphony? I think it's a Silly Symphony. Yeah. It's like 1947 or something. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's used... As the animation for Jingle Bells in the uh, Disney sing-along oh. holiday songs. <laughs> oh. um, I, but, I, just, I just remember Donald Snow Fight. That yes, was, that, that was, one's that great. Was my, I love that. that was my favorite winter yeah, theme. All those, that we, t- all those yeah. that we talked about last year could be on this episode, yeah, too, because it's, it's people funny, don't It's remember. funny that there's a lot of things that we have already talked about that yeah. could fit this. That, that, that are could, still that obscure. Um, but yeah, do do check out Duck the Halls. It's pretty great, right. and it is underrated because it's new and right? the there new the new ones don't tend to stick around much. New I things do get underrated one. because um, we live in a nostalgic culture. Yes, we do. What else um, did uh, Katie say? Katie said one more thing. Uh, she said uh, her Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson Christmas albums. <laughs> uh, What's the Willie Nelson one that's really good? The Pretty, pretty paper. paper. Yeah, that one is great. Yeah, that's one. That's that's what she said underneath there is uh, is Pretty Paper. She has Heart Candy Christmas. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, she might have played it for me before, but I'm not really thinking about it. I don't okay. know which one she's talking about. I walked past uh, Pretty Paper in the record store oh, the other day and decided not to get it. talking about the things. Did you put her down? Yeah. You want to talk about Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we just finished talking about Duck the Halls. Did you want to say anything about Duck the Halls first before we get into that? <laughs> yes, we see your sweater. <laughs> well, Holly and Dolly Christmas. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, do you want to... For Let's see, hold on. Sorry, I had to go to Wegmans again. Oh, okay. Well, we're glad to have you back, Katie. Yeah. I'm so glad. Well, we, we missed you. We missed your insight and conversation on uh, the stingiest man in town, oh, greatest okay. version of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, you love the music from that. <laughs> I do. It's so good. It's it's my second favorite version of a Christmas Carol. I know. Second to Alistair Sim. Nineteen fifty-two. Fifty-one. Oh, so close. Yeah, so, so close. close. Yeah. Hope a Christmas Carol's okay. Uh, <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> it, I, uh, it, it is a very good one. I'm just sort of trying to troll people who think it's the best, which 
It is very good. It's very it's good. Very it's good. Understa- not understandable wrong. that people think it's the best. Y- yeah. You're not nope. wrong for thinking it's the best. I'm people just like to what troll they like. You. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to be a jerk. Yeah. So don't listen to me. Just like all the people who try to yeah. troll us by telling us Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It is not a Christmas no. movie. My goodness. It can um, happen so, at a 4th of July party. Yeah. It, Christmas it does. Christmas it, isn't essential for it to happen. It's incidental. This isn't is in an argument for here, I guess. I mean, yeah, we're all no. in agreement anyway, but yeah, this, right. isn't, this isn't a place to <laughs> yes. spout up on that. Yes. You think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? More power to you. Enjoy yeah. it. But, we're uh, just going to watch but, it in July. But the three of us instead. here and Carl Duty will tell you it is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to watch it in July. Yeah. Uh, but so can, I but came can, in and you were talking about Duck the Halls. Duck right? the Halls. Yes. 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 Okay, have you so, seen that one, Trey? Sorry, I, I have not that. yet. Oh, it's I hope it's on funny. Disney Plus because we'll go so watch funny. it tonight. Is, if it is it on Disney Plus? I will go find it somewhere. I don't somewhere. know. It we, should be. It's a Disney thing. We, we have it on DVD. That's we how do. we watch it. Well, you can um, I will go find it. Yeah, you can always borrow our DVD because I already copied it onto my computer, so you can just take the DVD if you want. It's ours. We paid for it. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, I made a legal copy. Thank you very much. A legal um, copy, a, a legal one. Uh, but I, I, I did run down the the plot. Yeah. Uh, generally, about Donald's psychotic hilarious. episode. Um, it's absolutely hilarious, and I think yeah. entirely underrated because I don't know anybody else that's seen it. Yeah. Really, outside of us and the people that we've made watch it with us, <laughs> yeah. because it's so good, and it's yeah. paired in the DVD pack. With the Halloween special, which is also fantastic. Oh. It's very funny. And also... Terrifying. Genuinely terrifying towards yeah. the end well, of it. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, the, the gist of that one being uh, they want all the nephews, including Morty and Ferdy. That those nephews so and it's Huey, Huey Dewey, Dewey Louie and Morty, Morty and Ferdy are in there. Okay. Yeah, they, they want Mickey to tell a scary story for Halloween. And uh, he keeps trying, but but uh, winds up short. Because as Goofy, as Goofy says, like... You're just the the you're Mickey Mouse. You're the vision of pure happiness. Like you can't tell scary if you tried, until he tells a real Grimm, a, a fairy tale in the style of the, Grimm. the original Grimm's fairy oh, okay. tales, and that is scary. Right, and he does it by tapping into the fairy tale aspect <laughs> of his nature. Okay, and, I can uh, tell that. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it would be like it's, it's it's extremely clever, extremely <laughs> okay. clever. I love that. Special. I thought it was gonna go like you can't tell a scary story, so enlist Donald to yeah, frighten right. the children. But no, no, it's just Mickey tapping into the yeah, fairy Mi- and Mickey Mickey finds finds a scary a truly scary story deep awesome. down in his soul to tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, Duck, Duck the, the Halls, Halls is great. Yeah, it is really but yeah, good. I don't know if you wanted to say anything about what particularly you you find funny about it. Like, do you just like the way Mickey like. Like recounts his family Christmases at home. I think what I <laughs> he, love, he like relatively adapts a British accent oh, to, to like talk about to it. Talk about it. like his uh his he talks about uh, times with his Aunt Victoria and Uncle Albert, <laughs> you know, Queen Victoria and King. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that what I love about it is it like embraces gleefully like all the super. Christmassy stereotypes. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, Catch a snowflake on your tongue. That's number fifty-seven on the list. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, with really weird, juxtaposed to really weird things, like, like Goofy says something about mistletoes, and he puts his feet up, and all of his toes shoot off and turn into mistletoe <laughs> in the air. Yeah. <laughs> just like bizarre Good visual gag. Yeah. yeah, bizarre, but um. Just a lot of fun and very Christmassy. Yeah. And I love that, like, all the ducks, too, when they're down in, in Florida, I guess, and they realize, like, 
like Donald's not there, like Huey and Louie are like, well, who will we play our pranks on? And they have like bear traps and sticks of dynamite ready to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, his nephew oh, is great. Yeah, like they, they returned to their original like jerky, jerky selves from the really? 40s cartoons. Do yeah, they all they... like speak at the same time in one voice? It's triple track? Sometimes, okay. yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, they do. They do that. Uh, yeah, Rusty Taylor doing the voice of the nephews probably for close to the last time. Oh, Rusty uh, Taylor's still doing them. Well, she's gone. Right, know. She's but, she, but she'd been doing them. Yeah, she had been doing it. She did it until like right before right. she died. Um, Who's voicing Donald Duck now? Do we know? Still Tony and Selmo. Okay. Yep. So he's still doing it. He started in... Did he start after Clarence Nash? Was he the guy, yeah, guy, he was, he was the guy, the guy who took over for Clarence Nash? Yeah, so there's only been two Donald Ducks. Right. Clarence Nash Nash. did it all the way up until his last role was in Mickey's Christmas Mickey's Carol. Mickey's Christmas Carol. And, and Tony, Tony and Selma has been doing it since then. Directly after right. that. Right, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Goofy, of course, is still Bill Farmer. Right. He's been doing it since... Uh, I don't remember when, but... A long time. He's a great, a great right. voice actor. Bill Farmer. And Mickey is Chris Diamantopoulos. Diamantopoulos. Oh, that's no. right. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I wish I could do that voice like he does it, but uh, he does. He does such a special version of Mickey oh, that cool. I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, tell us, honey, about uh, we're talking about Willie Nelson and Pretty Paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's Hard Candy Christmas? What's that one? You should fit it in here well, you don't want to sing it for i'm us? not gonna sing it for you but oh, okay. it's dolly singing about uh like a heartbreak at christmas time oh hard, hard candy. candy yeah <laughs> that's some hard candy oh it's it's really good yeah. actually i love like all of her um Oofra? christmas music well, i think it's like some all of, of the... her periods yeah. like some of the best i know you do pop th- pop some of the best popular music christmas albums popular yeah. music christmas music is in the country vein that's true gene Especially... autry was great with yes all that stuff. yes like you said how you know holly dolly christmas yeah 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 uh, <laughs> or, there's that one album with um Heart, and then um and then willie nelson's pretty paper is great right yeah, is. oh yeah we have that album yeah. pretty yeah. pretty paper i know i walked past yeah. it in the record store the other day and yeah. it was like it was it was a varied copy it was like i was just grabbing some other stuff it was like was six bucks i was like i'm gonna save the money yeah but it's it, it's worth six bucks yes mm-hmm. you're gonna buy yes. it on cd it's at least 10 yeah but it's worth six bucks but i, I was buying buying it some uh, i was buying it uh buying a couple other records because we're having the in-laws over for christmas and i was like i'll put it to the side for now and then i get up to the register and the you know the it's a store who run by a friend of mine he's like I looked at his card. He's like, "Oh yeah, I gave you a deal, so I should just grab the Willie really uh, Nelson because I wouldn't have to pay the." Whole. Uh, but I was no, buying. I was bad. buying, and you know, we need. I needed to get some more Christmas fare for the family, and so I I was buying the um, Barbara Streisand Christmas album because uh, yes. my father-in-law always gets a kick out of Jingle Bells. Oh yeah, you know? Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, yeah. Jingle Bells. Have, have you <laughs> he heard that one? He always gets a kick out yeah, of. Yeah, I watched. Uh... The SNL sketch. Oh about it. yeah, it's <laughs> so bad. Yeah. yeah, it's so bad. But I get the uh, but my father in law always gets a kick out of it. Yeah. She's a Barbara Streisand. That song aside, Barbara Streisand's a good singer. So oh, sure. that whole album is. there. Yeah, she, but Pretty Paper is great. I wish yeah. I, I, sh- I should go back and buy that. And I do love um, 
the duet that uh, Dolly does with uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, oh, yeah. yeah. Christmas to remember. A Christmas to remember. <laughs> so good. I, I originally it's wanted so you to, to sing that with me at the beginning of this, but you're just like, I don't think I can hit those I notes. I can't hit Dolly <laughs> notes. That's not that's and, not in my register. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, we could change the key, but that's half the fun of Dolly singing. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. Uh. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do Dolly love, um, you know, a lot of country output from those older country artists gets very cheesy when you get to the 80s, yes. but I love Dolly's, like, late 70s, it's so 80s good, isn't stuff, it? like, here we come again, or however you say it, here we go again. Here you come again. Here you come again. I love that song. Oh, it is really or, good. Or uh, nine to five, to like three it. doors down. Come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. man. It's hard not to like. Dolly. Yeah. Right now, I'm listening to uh, at the request of my sister in preparation for our family trip to Dollywood this coming summer. Um, in case you're wondering how much uh, they actually loved Dolly Parton. <laughs> Two years ago, we saw her um, when she was at. Art Park? Art Park. Oh, yeah. awesome. We saw her from the front row and she winked at us and we almost died. <laughs> yeah. It was the best day of my life. Next to my kids being born and I guess getting married. Kids um, being born. You know. <laughs> um, but so in preparation to go to Dollywood this summer, um, Molly, my sister, encouraged me to listen to uh, a short podcast series that's out okay. called uh, Dolly Parton's America that's <laughs> okay. put on by NPR. Oh, cool. um, yeah, it's really, really good. They're like 45. NPR did that. Mm-hmm, it's like 45 minute episodes and it oh, goes wow. into really, it, they interview her and um, people who are, who are in the field at the same time as her um, and go into a lot of detail. The one I just listened to, they were just at Dollywood oh, cool. um, to like wow. get the feel for the park while they're talking about it. But uh, she's just. Looks like a fun park. Are you, are you watching her Netflix show? We did. Um, we did watch a couple episodes. Of watch my couple wife just watched episodes. Jolene the other day. Yeah, we yeah. saw, we yeah. saw Jolene. Uh, <laughs> while we were watching that, I was um, because I've been experimenting with like making cassette slip cases out of uh, out of like uh, um, uh, cardstock. Yeah, you know, because um, I have some bulk cassettes, but they don't have cases. So oh, okay, that might be fun to try to make something out of right, cardstock. Yeah. Um, but I was doing that while Katie was watching Jolene, and so I was like, like, like working with like razor blades and stuff, and watching. Like, I can't believe, can't believe uh, he's th- he's thinking about cheating, cheating on her. Just like you know, like, <laughs> talking about the drama. Yes, um, so you know, good. It's it's pretty cheesy, a Hallmark movie kind of thing. Also, but, it's just, but you know what? You got that Dolly's is. charm in there. It's just yeah. You know. And the second one like has like messages of like. LGBTQ rights in it. Yeah. Just like, yeah, well, in her introduction, she talks about trans rights right. oh, and awesome. LGBTQ. Which is you just, know? The, yeah. I wonder how that goes over with some of the country crowd. With some of her base. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, you've but, never been in a more diverse crowd until you've been at a Dolly Parton concert. Oh, sure. I believe it's, it. It's crazy. It. She pulls in all kinds. She does. Well, it yeah. is. It's interesting because you don't, you think like, or I always, I always like, I always am always surprised when I remember that like, Mister will put a boot in your ass like Toby Keith, yeah. is like a big registered Democrat. Yeah, and, like <laughs> donated all this money to Hillary. And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All, like, right, all I, the wrong people and, like your music, Toby. And, and the thing is, is like if you, if, if you think like Dolly Parton is like cheesy or something, you're thinking of her just like the lady with big breasts who used to be on Grand Old Opry or yeah. something like that, like. Just 
Listen to her songs. Listen yeah. to her songs. Listen to Coat of Many Colors and yeah. try not to cry. <laughs> right. like, it's very hard to right. do. But like we talked about that Bad episode, ass. like Jolene is yeah. one, one of the is a great song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like jo- you know, Jolene's you great song. Yeah. Three Doors Down yeah. is like one of the greatest. She songs wrote songs Jolene like in the same week that she wrote "I Will Always Love You." Yeah. Yeah. Like she's just a prolific, <laughs> very incredible from the, uh, Whitney songwriter. Houston version. Right. Like yeah. the Whitney Houston version is like, like it's soaring. A, it's, it's, it's soaring. Yeah. It's all about like it's about like how I like you, you kind of get a feeling that she'll overcome it. Yeah. And whereas in "I Will Always Love You" is much more, lament is much more somber. Yeah. Uh, much it's, more sober. Yeah. Right. It's sweeter. I like it. Yeah. I, 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 like I like both, both of them for, for different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah. 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 They're both very Absolutely. good, but. But, but yeah. I love Dolly's Christmas music and Willie's Christmas music too, oh, and yeah. I think that they're—I don't know—in mainstream, they're not as common. You don't hear them no. as much. Yeah. You don't. I mean, you hear Christmas music now. It's hard to even hear the classics. It's—it's—it's mm. it's, yeah. it's whoever like it's—it's it, it's a version of what even if it's a standard, it's a version of it that's been done within the last five years. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't hear Stevie Wonder's Christmas means to me anymore. You hear Jessica oh, yeah. Simpson's version or. <laughs> Sometimes Hanson's version. <laughs> Hanson's version isn't isn't bad. No. It's just you know, it's no. just Jessica Simpson's version is. But yeah. you don't hear Yeah. You, that's the version you hear now. Or the <laughs> the Stevie Wonder of version of uh, Someday at Christmas time. I don't feel yeah. like you don't hear that one very much. You you know, I feel like you didn't hear that one much. You don't hear Donny Hathaway's this Christmas much anymore. You hear yeah. a newer version of it. But I still hear Dominic the freaking donkey. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Hee-haw. Uh, it Hee-haw. makes me so mad. Dump me song. and Teddy sing it with a Oh, and yeah. make it so upset. I was so mad. My uh we have one of my wife's best friends every year on Christmas at about ten PM on Christmas night, her family, the uh we say the adults in the family like leave her family's house or go up to bed or adults go home. Mm-hmm. All the kids in the family stay there and all and she invites all her friends. So, like, on Christmas Day, you know, we, we do the whole thing on Christmas Day. And we go home, recharge, so we can get up, get back out, go back out at 10 to go to Rachel's friend's house, where we basically play charades all night to 4 in the morning. That's, that's And they fun. usually split it up into two teams, and it gets so competitive. And one year, <laughs> we lost because the last thing, and it, it, like, and they're obscure Christmas stuff. It's quotes yeah. from things. Uh. So the last... One our team drew out of the hat was hee haw hee haw. It's Dominic the donkey, and you have to get that right. <laughs> at what time? What what? At what wee hour of the morning was oh, this? This was like three. <laughs> oh gosh! And it was like we would have won if we could just somehow put together hee haw hee haw. It's Dominic the donkey at three in the morning. You just do. Yeah, like that's that's what I would do. Like in the in rhythm of the we did that. Well, he was trying to obviously can't see this. It's me flapping. He was trying to get everybody donkey ears. He was trying to get everybody to rhyme it. So he was like setting up a golf tee and doing sounds like we're like tee too too complicated, man. Too complicated. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like too complicated. But you know, like but everybody's trying to get like real obscure with it. Like Mm. like I think I put on the sheet like he looks like a pink nightmare which the line from Christmas story so if somebody's got to oh, get an act out like yeah. to get somebody to say he looks like a pink nightmare oh my god oh yeah it was like it's it it yeah. it gets super competitive and like basically like one team just like yeah. tries their best to like make sure do stuff that nobody will get. Yeah. <laughs> like what will be really hard. Yeah. And then like one in the one team that like thinks too hard about that, it's like the other team just gets them all. 
Yeah, that's that sounds like fun. Oh, uh, people are accusing people of cheating. <laughs> people are cheating. One year, one guy on my team like somehow hung on to the suggestions from the year before and put them in his pocket so he could how palm. dare he so and had us look at and put them in his pocket so he could palm them and pretend he reached it out of the hat <laughs> that's some new in the somebody Patriot else would just like right there. would just like reach it out of the hat and not verify it with the other team to judge and just look at put it and throw it in the fireplace so it disappeared so you wouldn't know what it was and then just tell somebody they got it right <laughs> like oh it got super competitive uh, how many drinks in were some of these oh every, too many <laughs> so think about gosh. it the people are drinking on Christmas all day oh yeah mm-hmm. luckily, eggnog and brandy baby luckily after all the bad feelings at the end of charades there's a Motown dance party oh I'm sure it is so. it's sort, sort of like um, was it a couple years ago when we were at, at uh, your family's house for like Christmas Eve or well, I don't think it was Christmas Eve, but we stayed up super late putting on like sing along videos on YouTube and just going <laughs> of Christmas carols. Christmas carols is going yeah. nuts, yeah. singing our lungs out. Um, I'm drinking that Russian honey yes, stuff. Was our our uh, my, my brother in law his uh, his his wife is uh, is Russian. Okay, and so she brought over that's honey liqueur. Yeah, that's like, oh, really rich. The Polish stuff. And it, it was so funny because she knew all of these like. American Santa songs. Like, why do you know these? Because she's only lived in the state for for like two years. Yeah, for two years. She's only been here for two years, and she's just like, oh, this is like how I taught myself English. (laughs) She didn't didn't know who Meryl Streep was, but she knew like all of the words to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) The Lost Verses. What? I never heard about this verse. Well, it's a verse. But yeah. But yeah. But. uh, Hee haw, hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw. Dominic the Donkey. Terrible song. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Well, Trey, thanks so much for stopping by our Christmas oh, camp. Oh, what time is it? Oh, oh I it's, should it's, get back. Rachel's yeah. expecting that tree. Oh yeah, I know, right? You gotta it's 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 coming up on midnight on Christmas Eve. Come oh on. well, yeah. You got yeah. a long drive to get back up to Buffalo, I know, right? I know, I know. Wherever well, it is, wherever it is you live in. in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh boy. We'll be oh, boy. Oh boy. That's a long She'll drive, be right? Right, honey? Where is this cabin located? Machias. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Pike, New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kate, Katie loves driving here, you know. She just loves all the mm. dirt roads, especially oh, as it fun. snows. And, and your cell phone signal starts to drop in and out. Right, you, know, you might get and, lost. And, yeah, you know, but terrifying. That's okay, but that's okay, you know, because it's, like, uh, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's like all there is is you, man. Well, some of these ri- these roads are only seasonal, right? So right, they don't, yeah. they're never plowed in the winter. Yeah, you so got to be careful. Place, all the more surprising that you found your way out here. Wow, well, yeah, yeah. I know my way around. Well, tell no one of... This is where I've been coming to get my tree. Oh, you know, right. I know yeah. this. Well, tell no one of the secret. I, I will. All right. <laughs> I won't. Especially not to um, anybody else who might be coming, especially if you see a woman named Mary. All right. Try to point her away. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what does no. she look like? I don't know. What, what does she look like, honey? Kind of like me, with dark hair and glasses. Dark hair and glasses. A little yeah. bit shorter than you. A little right? bit shorter than me, yeah. Shorter. Dark hair? Okay. I yeah. will yeah, yeah. point her away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She might be knitting as she's walking. Yeah, right. That oh. sounds like Mary. But, I've heard uh, of her. <laughs> but yeah, well, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. I, oh, you're I very we're going welcome. To enjoy uh, the bounty from Wegmans. All the, Katie, did you pick me up uh, anything from Wegmans last time you went out? No. The second time. Okay. Well, you know, maybe I'll go out. And... She gave you. She's got you enough Christmas presents. Yeah. Well, that's true. She did. Uh, <laughs> she, she did give me a Wii U that one year. That was a nice present. The Mario Maker. That's true. I did. Oh, yeah, that was a great present. 
But, uh, but uh, well, anyway, a little parting thing. Why don't you tell us where you can find you? Uh, you Not can... physically, because no one needs to know where this is. Right. This All cabin right. is. Sorry. I mean online. Sorry. I'll pull up that pin I just dropped on Google Maps. Okay, good. <laughs> Better. Um, but uh, you can find me um, on the Geekiverse from time to time. I did uh, write another uh, podcast-obsessed article last week. All right. About a fun uh, podcast called Storybound. It is a storytelling uh, slash like radio drama podcast. But Ooh, what it is, it's, it's based on already written stories. So it's instead of something scripted, it's the narrator reading the short story, but other characters coming in to, um, pl- uh, to do the voices and other oh, stuff. And awesome. they have somebody working, and they have it being sound designed by like a musician no one's heard about, a different one every episode. It's called Storybound. I wrote an article about it on the Geekiverse. I'm going to read Go that. Go look it up. Yes. I'm going to read that. Uh, there's so that, should you. And I think, yes. And yeah. I, th- uh, I think I'm going to do another pod, uh, podcast obsessed about a, a new Christmas show called The Complete Christmas. Uh, oh. It is very hilarious and very fun, and it is uh, underrated because it's new. But yeah. I'm going to let you guys read a podcast obsessed column about that. All right. You can find me there on the Geekiverse um, on Twitter at Trey Whittish mm-hmm. and on Instagram at Trey.Whittish. There you go. Yeah, and don't look at me on Facebook. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't do anything on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm similar. All right. Well, I'll, I'll help uh, show you out the door here, oh, and sure. I, I Thank think you. I'm going to go out and get some more wood for the fire. All right. So. All right. <laughs> Come on, Kate. Let's go get some wood. Okay. For the fire. For the fire. For the fire. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Trey. You made this a Christmas to remember. Uh, you know, it's this time of year, the holidays, that we kind of, we, we, we think about and remember people who, who can't be with us as well as those who are with us celebrating. And, you know, my good friend Andy was, was going to be here for this, but but he but he couldn't make it, unfortunately. You know, his family plans come up and, and things happen. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll just give him a little buzz here and see if, uh, see if he, um, see if he can pick up. Let's see. Huh, I wonder if he's going to answer. Oh, hey, Andy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you, too. How are your celebrations going? Going well. First round is this weekend, and we move on from there. It's going to be great. Oh, great. Well, we sure do miss you here at the cabin. I wish I could be there. Yeah, fire's crackling. we got the old jalopy outside that took us here. Everything's going great, but uh, anyway, I, I just thought you know you might like it to jump in on the conversation a little bit. What what are a couple of your underrated or kind of forgotten Christmas gems that you want to share with us? Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I've got a couple that that come to mind. Yeah. Um, first would be there is a fantastic cartoon short um, from nineteen thirty six called Christmas comes Christmas comes but once a year. Oh, I, and Max Fleischer. Yes, this is with Grampy. 
right? Yes. Yes. Granty the Inventor. Yes, that's right. Christmas comes about once a year, now it's here, now it's here. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's a dynamite little short, and, uh, uh, you know, you ask people about it, no one's, you know... If, no. If you're not a if you're not an old cartoon aficionado, you've not heard of this. But no. it's just this this beautifully animated, considering it's eighty three years old. Yes. Um, a beautifully animated cartoon that uh, is just fun. It's uh, it's silly and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great cartoon. I mean, for those who don't know it, I mean Max Fleischer, you know, like a Betty Boop Popeye. Uh, Grampy was um, Betty Boop's grandfather. who was an inventor. And uh, yeah, and they sing they sing this very catchy little ditty. Christmas comes but once a year. Christmas comes but once a year. Now it's here. Now it's here. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great cartoon. Wow, good choice. Good choice. It's a, it's a great one. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, you know, from nineteen thirty six, so it's eighty three years old. And and man, oh man, is it uh, is it still hold up? Because I I watched that as a kid because my great grandmother used to go to the store and she would buy um, Christmas specials that she would find in the in the bargain bin on VHS uh, for like a dollar ninety nine for like twelve Christmas specials, and they yeah. were all the public domain main stuff. Right, right. And uh, and the a lot of it was very forgettable, but that one stuck with me into adulthood, and and I show it to my kids, and it's just it's a fun little uh, fun little family tradition. Yeah. Well, what's what's the plot of it? Like, uh, like like some, somehow the kids get their toys destroyed or something, or they don't get yeah, toys. I, yeah, it centers on an orphanage, and uh, the kids in the orphanage, I believe it's all girls, little yeah. girls. They all wake up in their orphanage, and they go out, and they get their Christmas stockings, and they play with the toys, and within seconds of them playing with their new toys, they all kind of break or disintegrate or um, explode, or it's, some, it's just, yeah. it is a uh, a comedy of errors in terms of the quality of these presents they've received, and and. Uh, Grampy the inventor hears all these screams and cries and wails of disappointed children, and he decides, I'm going to do something about this. So he assembles all of the random household appliances and gadgets and kitchen supplies, and he invents on the spot new toys for all the children. Yeah, and, and they're all like have that wonderful sort of DIY spirit that goes with them. Yes. Like, like they're all yes, very they... clearly made made by someone. Yes, yeah, there was a train set made out of a coffee percolator. There was a yeah. um, a rocking horse where he just definitely just sawed the back off of a rocking chair and, and put a boot to be the head of the horse. Yeah. Um, boom, this is a rocking horse now. Yeah. Um, yeah, very DIY, very, like, things that should, in all actuality, be worse quality than the original toys, um, but are infinitely better and the kids have a blast and it's a it's a really kind of a you know it, it, it's a you know warm fuzzy kind of a thing yeah it's a very sweet cartoon yeah definitely very definitely uh and the fleischers were just i mean they were tops in the mid-1930s it was them it was disney at like had the highest kind of general quality and then right underneath them you had the fleischers so they yeah. were uh yeah they, they they were tops with cartoons and and like you said it's public domain you can find it on YouTube just incredibly easily. Um, or if you want the authentic Andy Park experience, you know, get, get a uh, public domain VHS on eBay or, or go to Goodwill or something. Or I probably have half a dozen of them somewhere in my basement. So yeah, call there me. You go. <laughs> Great. I'm sure your parents would love to get rid of them. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else for us, Andy? I, I do. I've got actually two more. Um, oh, wow. Regale us, please. 
yes. Um, the next is a is a Christmas special uh-huh. called the Li- the Little Brown Burrow. I do not know this one at all. Okay, so it it is created by a company called Atkinson Film Arts. Okay, does that ring a bell? Atkinson. At Atkinson Film Arts. Atkinson. Yes. Can't say that it does. They are a Canadian company. They um, um, they kind of got their claim to fame because they made a bunch of uh, Care Bear movies in the seventies. Oh, okay, all right. So that was kind of their thing. That was their cash cow, where the Care Bear movies. Okay. Um, but this is a, a special um, called the Little Brown Burrow, and when you watch it, it, it doesn't look at all like a Christmas special. It is this little brown burrow. And he's sold, but he's he's little and no one really wants him, so he's kind of discarded. And he makes friends with this, I believe it's a mouse. And uh, and he kind of he he's struggling. He goes, I don't have a purpose, you know, you know. No matter what I do, I'll, I'll never be important. He always, he wants to be important. Hmm. Um, and he and he feels like he doesn't matter. And he's kind of got this almost existential um, dread to him. Hmm. And he and he's just like, well, none of this matters. I'm not important. Um, and at the very, very end, he ends up being um, one of the animals in the stable where Jesus is born. Oh. And so that's that's where he's like, oh, like everything's been building to this. So it's a fun little, you know, musical. It, there's a couple of songs in it. Yeah. Um, it's on YouTube if you, if anybody wants to see it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think the company was it Sinar or Nelvana, one of those. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like Atkinson, I think was like a predecessor to that. Maybe could be. Yeah, could could that be? Could that be the case? Because I, I know it's either Sinar or Nelvana was the company that did the Care Bears movies. So I wonder if like Atkinson was like a predecessor to that. Anyways, so, uh, so, 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 so yeah, not, musing, not. just musing, sure. musing on company lineages, completely unrelated to uh, quality of the special. So when, 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 yeah, did, when did uh, it come out? So like, so you kind of get uh, 1978. 1978. So that kind of gives us an idea of a- animation and and what to expect out of it. I, I think. Would you yeah, say I it's mean, better or worse than the TV animation of the era? Um, honestly, it's a little bit worse quality animation okay. only because this is, this is not your Disney, your Warner brothers, your, yeah. um, your, you know, na- big name studio. This is definitely a, you know, a third rate, um, uh, Canadian company who's trying yeah. to make cartoons and they're trying to break into it. So, I mean, I would say it's, it's, you know, on the animation is not, um, like cinema quality for the the time, I would say better or worse like, than Hanna Barbera. Um, a, a shade below Hanna Barbera. Okay, okay, all right. Well, you can still work with it, that though. A, like, like if it has soul, it has soul. You know, it does. It yeah. does, and I and I I find it charming even all these years later. Yeah. Um, the brown and, and, and it is still accessible. Huh. Uh, because it's on YouTube. There you go, Brown Burrow. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that one. I have to, yeah. I have to give that one the a little watch. Brown Burrow. Little yeah. Brown Burrow. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe I will uh, once I record uh, the episode proper at some point. But um, yeah, that wow, that sounds interesting. Well, what, what's your, what's your last one for us, Andy? And, and the last one is, is very um, probably off the topic, and you can feel free to edit this out if you'd like. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but my, my my third is actually um, the three different Christmas episodes of the TV show Community from the first three seasons of the oh, show. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it, Andy. I'll, I'll allow it. 
Fantastic. Yeah, so the, the um, first episode, I mean, the first Christmas episode is kind of your standard sitcom Christmas episode. It, um, yeah, I don't remember that it, one. It, it's it's fun. I mean, it's the the joke is that they're talking about it's Merry Christmas, and they're like, oh, it's December 12th, like, you know, because that's when a community college would celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, and it ends up in like a big fight, like um, these characters get into a literal fist fight with each other, and it's a uh, it's it's kind of a goofy sitcom Christmas. The the second yeah. one is the the, cl- the claymation special Abed's yes. uncontrollable Christmas. That that's the is, uh, that's the standout. Yes, um, actually no, that is not my standout. I mean, really, that one, vi- visually is a standout. Yes, but yes. The the third Christmas special is the one I want to highlight here. The Glee um, one. Yes, the Glee one. Yes, because it it's doing a whole lot of different things. It's it's kind of lampooning Glee. Mm-hmm. But it's also um, an invasion of the body snatchers um, homage. Yes. <laughs> um, while while making some very uh, uh, interesting points about each character's um, ability to be manipulated based on their personalities, and it mm-hmm. it's it's a show that understands its characters very well, um, and it, it it's a Christmas special with the the a message I've never seen before, and that is um, if you try to use Christmas to paper over um, your 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 demons, your darkness, the things that you struggle with. If you try to use Christmas as a Band-Aid to fix all of the broken parts of you without taking the time to address those broken parts of you, um, uh, the darkness will only get darker um, and things will actually only get worse. Um, yeah. So deal with your actual with your actual issues and don't use Christmas as this, you know, magical fix all that will not magically fix anything. And we find out that the Glee Club directors has has a very dark uh, past that he cannot paper over with Christmas. Yes, and so I, I, I mean, usually Christmas specials are like you know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, or it's or yeah. I need to forgive this person. It's always it's always very wholesome and very uplifting, or, and I love those stories. Or, or they, even they're, Abed's, they're beautiful. Or even Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. The, the message is you know, Christmas is what you make of it, kind of a thing. Yeah, which is also exactly. very uplifting. Um, it is and special, but this is like a little bit more like, eh, you know what? Sometimes uh, things suck, and you're kind of and uh, and you think bad thoughts and you're not going to fix that with, uh, with Christmas. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, you know, address your darkness or it'll always get, or it'll end up getting darker. So no, I found that to be, because I tend to like depressing, um, media, just a Christmas special that, that addressed that, uh, really spoke to me. So that, um, that specific, all, those three episodes together, I think, are a great Christmas trilogy yeah. of uh, of sitcom. But that third one in particular, to blend Glee, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and and address your darkness before it becomes too big a problem. Like those three yeah. things together are just beautiful. It explains why you like uh, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas so much. I love it. Yeah, because it's so like the characters have such a depressing backstory, and like they do, and they things like get like moderately better at the end of the special like they're still not like they're just not dirt poor anymore now they're just regular poor at the end yeah exactly Uh, they're regular poor now yeah um but well thank you so much for uh for sharing with me and for taking the time to to talk with me during this very busy season oh anytime i'm sorry i couldn't make it to the cabin hey you know what enjoy your family sir I, I, I'm about to go fill up on some more eggnog and put another log in the fire here so we can continue our conversation. But hey, I'll see you in the new year, buddy. 
Thanks so much. I'll see you then. Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas, Christmas, my friend. So anyway, Trey, that's kind of what I think about okay. Holly as opposed to Ivy. So oh, I don't know yes, what you yes, think yes. about that. But well, I wait, mean, now you know how I feel about Ivy as opposed to Holly. Right, right, right. Wait, do you hear a knocking on the, on the door? Let me yeah. Hold on one second. Okay, right yeah. Take your time. Hey, who, hey, who, who's that? Hi, Teddy. How's it going? It's it's. I, I, it's very nice of you to stop by. I was just drinking a Christmas tea, and oh. then it was cold. Oh, goodness gracious! Well, I'm glad you got here. All right. Thanks you so much for the Christmas tree, Teddy. It'll uh, look great in the cabin. I forgot. I keep it in my car accidentally. Oh, okay. Well, I, did did you make it okay here? It's been, uh, I mean, it's you know quite snowy outside and. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we could have you, my one and only son. <laughs> um, but uh, we we were just talking about um, some of our favorite underrated Christmas gems, the things that we like about Christmas. Did you have anything that you wanted to add to that conversation at all? Yes. Oh, well, what's what are some sorts of things that that you like about Christmas that are perhaps underrated or people may, uh, you know, may have forgotten about, or just yeah. what you like about Christmas? Well, that's what I like about Christmas. Okay, well, what do you just like about Christmas? Opening presents. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Still, my favorite part too, Ted. Oh yeah. Um, what kinds of presents? All of them. Yeah. Oh. Every time everyone always gets me with what I want. Oh, What's you... your favorite present you've ever gotten? Uh, a Ninja Table playset. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I've also got one at my birthday, too. Oh, yeah. You did get some stuff at your Ninja You're Turtle full stuff of at your birthday. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, your, your Bobo got you a lot of those uh, Ninja Turtles stuff for your birthday. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Uncle Aaron and uh, Uncle Peter helped set up that Ninja Turtles playset. And uh, it took them quite a few hours <laughs> <laughs> to do that. I think it, I think they finally stopped at around 3 in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, that, 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 that's great, Teddy. Are there any like TV shows or any kind of music that you like to listen to or watch when it comes to be around Christmas time? Yeah. Like uh like what? What kind of shows do you like at Christmas time? Godzilla Holiday. I <laughs> don't know if that's a thing. That the, is a thing. You haven't seen the Godzilla camera. Holiday special? No, I don't know what Godzilla Holiday special? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something that I watch on my camera. Oh, I watch yeah. it on my camera a lot. Oh, okay, very interesting. <laughs> Godzilla had to save Santa. <laughs> is, that, is that what happens in the Christmas special? Does Godzilla yeah. have to save Santa? Yeah, he, he has to get all the peasants back into the sleigh because Mecha Godzilla tries to 
You and all of them. Oh no, that's horrifying. <laughs> oh boy, Mecha Godzilla away from my Christmas. Yeah. Well, anyway, Teddy, it's been great to 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 see you here. And it also has King Caesar in it. Oh, it oh. does now. Kind of D- does your mom like King Caesar? No. Oh boy, uh, should have known that. <laughs> well. In any case, if if you want to go uh, see your mother, she's just in the kitchen currently putting some food away and all that kind of stuff. I've been just trying to get this fire started over here. Right now, we just you know, have the regular old gas she's heat on. It's not not as nice, you know. I, I really want this fire to get going. But she's actually behind me. Oh, she is. <laughs> oh, okay. sorry, we didn't what? see you there. What? Uh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I oh. was wearing my wood paneling sweater, so you couldn't see me against the wall. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Man. Uh, really I, embracing I, this cabin I, lifestyle. Well, you know, Teddy was just being so invigorating with his storytelling that I couldn't really, you know, wasn't really paying attention to my surroundings like that. So, Teddy, you know. real quick, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Godzilla <laughs> has No, okay. No. <laughs> Not one that you made, though. I didn't make that one. Okay. Other than Godzilla-themed ones. One's, one's something that we watch on TV together. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's a good one. Popeye Christmas Carol. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's a good... That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. All right, why don't you say bye to Dad bye. and Mr. Trey. Bye, Dad. Bye. Very good. It's good. It's good to talk to you, Teddy. Have have a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Teddy. Yep. <laughs> Make it first to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. So this is a, uh, a poem, I believe it appeared in 1989 on a Calvin and Hobbes Sunday strip when it was Christmas Eve. It's uh, a photo, uh, a drawing, or uh, looking in the window into Calvin and Hobbes' house. Uh, you can see snow drifts on the bushes outside the house, frost on the window pane. And Calvin and Hobbes are sleeping by the fire, a roaring fire and in front of their Christmas tree. And so the poem is uh, called Christmas Eve by Bill Watterson. On window panes, the icy frost leaves feathered patterns crisp and crossed. But in our house, the Christmas tree is decorated festively with tiny dots of colored light that cozy up this winter night. Christmas songs, familiar, slow, play softly on the radio. Pops and hisses from the fire whistle with the bells and choir. My tiger is now fast asleep, on his back and dreaming deep. When the fire makes him hot, he turns to warm whatever's not. Propped against him on the rug, I give my friend a gentle hug. Tomorrow's what I'm waiting for, but I can wait a little more. Well, honey, you know, I mean, even though you didn't give me anything at Wegmans uh, for the second time, uh, it's all right. It's all right. I think I could find some, like, old 
uh, crackers in here or something? I thought you were still on this I can find everything I need in the woods kick. (laughs) I didn't want to ruin that by bringing you Pringles. Well, well, uh, it's just the thought, you know, the thought. It would have been You nice. want some of my Pringles? Wait, hold on. Do you hear that knocking? Wait a minute. Mary! Hey! Hi, friend! How'd you, how'd you find this? Well, you can find anything in the woods, and I found friendship. Wow. Well, Aww. I would try to keep the location of this cabin a secret, but, I mean, with a response that heartwarming... It's on Google, uh, mate. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Everything's on the internet mm-hmm. now. Hipsters ruined it. You got a nice street view photo, though. If you can't beat them, join them. Eh? A hipster's dollar is just as good as any other dollar, right? So Is Mary paying to visit us here? I do have the it's cover charge. Yeah, $5 I, I entrance fee. Don't, don't, don't worry, right. I got it. It's all right. First one's free. First one's free. Well, Mary, what what, what brings you out, out this way to the cabin? Well, I just figured I'd wander about the woods and think my own thoughts and... Oh. Then I ended up here. Well, kind of prof- how my life goes. Well, that's that's profound. Well, maybe you could share with us a little bit here because we've been we, we've, we've been kind of talking over the uh, over some of our stay at cabin. We've had a couple other friends visit, and um, I see you're using pay? I see you're using the term friends loosely here. <laughs> why? Why? Because one of them was Teddy. <laughs> no, I was referencing Trey. Sorry. Oh, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that guy. We, we've, oh, I, you know, and I, and, and I called Andy, and uh, you know, Trey also was just like he was just wandering the woods, and he happened to find this place. I don't know. Maybe this place isn't as secret as I thought it was. Hmm. But it isn't a Target parking lot. Ugh. They will build a Target now anywhere. Everybody <laughs> knows where it is. All right, just, just Nate. There's a lot of Targets around. <sighs> Move over, Ironworks. This is the <laughs> this is the new hipster spot in Buffalo. Um, so, uh, so Mary, but, but the thing we've been talking about is, like, sort of underrated or oh. forgotten Christmas um, uh, Christmas pop culture or songs, media, anything like that. Mm. Uh, do you, does anything come to mind when, when we talk about that? Well, not to sound too Bing Crosby over here, but, oh, mm. gosh, I do love old Christmas songs. <laughs> oh, Such yeah. a sucker for them. Like, like, like what, what are we talking about when we say old songs? Well, I'm not talking about the real classics, you know, from the 1990s of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm. I mean further back than even that. Like the 70s? Oh, gosh, Nate, keep going, buddy. Oh, no. Let's uh, let's look at old 50s, Christmas 40s? songs. I love me some old Christmas songs. Some of my favorites are The Holly and the Ivy. Oh, that is old. Oh, that's old. Yeah. And I love... Uh, good king wenceslas and a good carol of the bells because nothing says christmas like a ghostly choir you know i I think some people of a certain age would probably say like well that's not really underrated but they have been kind of fading Mm -hmm. i don't the only reason i know the holly and the ivy to be completely honest is because it was on muppet family christmas I don't he think I would have this. known it otherwise. But that also means that Nate didn't know about the Holly and the Ivy until like five years ago when I made him watch A Muppet Family Christmas for the first time. You are correct. Yeah. That's what makes us like... So, I guess in a way that so that they are beginning to be underrated, mm-hmm. these things. I had only heard of the Holly and the Ivy maybe three whole weeks ago. Wow, really? <laughs> 
I don't get out much. Uh, right. Well, except I mean, I'm not... to Target parking lots where my friends' cabins are. Oh, but that's because friendship drew friend. you here. <laughs> yes, yeah. friendship and Target. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to like put this like on a lift and just like, <laughs> move it somewhere else. They can do that for don't next worry. year. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll rent. A it was in the woods last year, and then Target came. Ugh. There goes the neighborhood. Uh, do you have any like specific fav- like favorite versions of these songs? Like, uh, Maybe for the Holly and the Ivy, it would be the Medieval Babes version. Medieval uh, Babes? Yes, it's a group of women. Uh, they are from, they're from a university in England, which really narrows it down, I believe. Again, I discovered this three weeks ago. It has to be Oxford, weeks ago. right? That's, that's the only English university. They sing... Um, older songs or they sing like songs in old english they also mm. do uh, i believe it's carol of the not carol of the bells ding dong merrily on high that's oh, a that's good one that yes. is a good one <laughs> and i just love their their arrangement of it i like i don't always i understand that some people definitely like the older songs performed in more modern styles but mm-hmm. i am a sucker for the classics i want them sung like yeah yeah, I, I I, I kind of get that way with, um, in fact, you probably have heard some of this already in the podcast uh, once I splice it in for the interludes, <laughs> but uh, I love a good old-fashioned brass quartet. Yes. Uh, uh, so there might have been, there might have already been some good King Wenceslas in here yeah. in a brass quartet form. Hmm. So uh, You will play more than just the first, like, <laughs> because it usually stops when... He sees the old man gathering winter fuel, mm-hmm. and uh, then it just stops. He's like, no, there's a lot more after that, guys. Oh, boy. there's a whole story. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. It's just like, um, what are some of the other ones? Like Barbara Allen, some of those really old uh, kind of madrigal songs. Mm-hmm. That, that was another one that, that uh, speaking of old songs, that I only learned of because of the uh, 1951 Alastair Sim version of A Christmas Carol. In it, they sing uh, Barbara Allen at fred's uh christmas party i don't know that one. one uh it's it, sing it for us nate that's beautiful that just sounded like the little mermaid <laughs> her name was barbara allen there you go uh, <laughs> i don't know the lyrics i'm very bad with lyrics very it's okay all <laughs> of the lockhearts are you could have said anything and i would have been like what a great song because I don't oh, know the thanks. lyrics at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, uh, K- Katie will tell you I'm famously bad with lyrics. Even for songs like that I've heard like almost all my life, I will still forget what the words are. And, this is uh, true. Yeah, Katie, yeah. but Katie can pick them up like sponge. She knows that. For stuff. some reason, I have a brain for song lyrics. This is another reason that you and I are the same person. Basically, well, is Jason bad with lyrics? <laughs> I love you a lot, Jason. <laughs> Is he much of a singer? No? Okay. He's great. He's it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. I love you, Jason. Well, well, that's wonderful. Well, I think you'll be very satisfied with uh, with the podcast in terms of just Ooh. like in- interludes with, with those sorts hmm. of uh, traditional traditional songs. They're so festive to me. Yeah. They really fill it out. and. And as you know those songs too, like if you go back to older Christmas specials, you'll hear some of those uses like incidental music mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, that's a real song. Yeah. That wasn't just something that someone wrote in the 50s to uh, be dramatic or to um, 
lend more to a jolly Christmas atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are these are real tunes. But because they, like you said, they are incidental music and they're just in the background, I do feel like it does make it feel more Christmassy because it's yes. so ingrained in so many movies, just so subtly. Like, yeah, you. I do listen to Christmas music all year round, and it's that is. Do you really? Yeah. If I'm having a really bad day and show tunes aren't cutting it, oh man, I need to break out the hard stuff. Wow. (laughs) Christmas, old Christmas carols are your crack cocaine. Yeah. Give me good Carol of the Bells, the the sweeping, ghostly, angelic choir. Yes, yes, the the real black tar heroine of Carol (laughs) of the Bells. I need to be happy. Oh boy! Um, One of the songs that I was just thinking about that you hear a lot uh, is an instrumental version. Is uh, I saw three ships. Mm. Like it's a great song, but you don't often hear it like the lyrics to it in Mm -hmm. in anything. It's usually an instrumental version of it, and it's very peppy and yeah fun. Yeah, that's all I know. Saw three ships. And when I saw those ships, all three on Christmas Day. Yeah, I don't what really was know in those ships on three? Yeah. yeah, okay. Christmas day yeah. in the morning. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to get you to go to get on board with en flambette Jeannette Isabella. You know that one? Uh, en flambeau, en flambeau Jeannette Isabella. Oh yeah, yeah. En flambeau. It's um, it's an old French carol. It sounds familiar. And it's I, I think pretty. The, uh, the English lyric is "Bring a torch," right? Whereas, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Bring a torch and that Isabella. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. I'd love to bring that uh, bring that back into the rotation. But is there anything else that you have to, to share with us, Mary? Older Christmas things or just kind of nostalgic things well, for well, me? Well, just things things that uh, you feel things that like might be nostalgic or things like that you feel like is less recognized in the Christmas oeuvre. Yeah. You know. Yeah. VeggieTales special, the toy that saved Christmas. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> I Alice. have got to find a way for Jason to see this because I quote this to him all the time. I tell him all the time that I want a buzzsaw Louie. I want a buzzsaw Louie. <laughs> because that's the true saw. meaning okay. of Christmas. All right. So for those of you at home <laughs> who did not grow up evangelical Christian as the way that I and many of, uh, many of us did, um... Mary, can you explain for us the plot of the toy that saved Christmas? Should I explain the vegetables or just pretend that everyone knows that the vegetables <laughs> I, I, are I, sentient? I, 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 think, I, I think there's sort of a um, tangential consciousness of, the, of VeggieTales okay. among the larger cultural consciousness. It wasn't like the Donut Man or whatever that guy's name was. No, the it was donut. the Donut Man. Yeah, yeah. the Donut yeah. Man. Yeah, that was like less common mm-hmm. and if you weren't a part of Christian pop culture at that time you'd have no idea what the donut man is veggie tales I feel like a lot of people know at least something, something about okay. it yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. these sentient vegetables are yes. celebrating Christmas when a new toy factory is built just outside of town mm-hmm. and the children in this town go absolutely bananas for the new toy that's being pushed Buzzsaw Louie with mm-hmm. a fully functioning buzzsaw arm. Right. In his right arm. In his right <laughs> arm. <laughs> and in the toy factory, one of the toys suddenly gains sentience because the vegetables were sentient. The penguins were sentient but nonverbal. The penguins worked in the factory because that makes sense. Yeah. But the toys were not sentient. 
but this toy was sentient. It's a great show. Yeah. And this toy suddenly begins to question, what if there's more to Christmas? Than just toys? Than just toys. Mm. But does, oh my gosh. Does he learn the reason of the season? Shockingly, yes. Oh boy. <laughs> and I learned the best line ever. I want a buzzsaw Louie. <laughs> I want ten buzzsaw Louis. Cause <laughs> that's the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Billy has more toys than you. <laughs> Who's Billy? Yeah. I don't know, oh, but he has more toys than me. me. Yeah. I could probably quote the entire special. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I would agree with you. There's a lot of people who would have no idea what it is, mm-hmm. um, and I do think it's underrated. I actually think it's kind of enjoyable. And yeah. For Veggie Tales, for a show that was about teaching kids about Christianity, yes, there is definitely a Bible message to it. But it's not overwhelming, and no. it's it's actually well done. Like Veggie Tales was pretty well done media. Like it's oh not. Oh my gosh! Like, it's not Adventures in Odyssey quality all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bar. But uh, it didn't have the burden of focus on the fam. We won't get into all of that. Yeah, this is Phil, Christmas. Phil Fisher is actually uh, oh, a, no. one of the more thoughtful of. Mm. Uh, of a, a more evangelical persuasion. Yeah. He, uh, he, um, he's not, uh, he's not bigoted. Isn't that That's nice? nice. <laughs> yeah. We actually already mentioned him in this podcast. Did, yeah, we did, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Just briefly. Um, yeah, very, what? very briefly. When Trey was here. Yeah. You um, missed Trey. Another thing that I always think of too immediately is, uh, just don't send us to Bugles- Bugsleyville. The bridge is out. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's, uh, that and the, the, the penguins with the little beady eyes, mm-hmm. cute little yeah. penguins. Yeah. Also, the the silly song with Larry for that yes. is very funny. Is the, that the oh, oh, Santa? Yes. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for you to come. I just can't wait for you to come. And I've got cookies, three yummy cookies. It's a really great song. For you for when you come. And it has the joke that uh, my parents thought was hilarious. The IRS. The yeah. I'm from the IRS <laughs> and door closes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember um, being impressed with it at the time mm-hmm. because I remember reading in interviews uh, with Phil Vischer at the time. And I did read inter- Phil Vischer interviews back then when Veggie Tales was just sort of barely started uh, for those at home. Katie is uh, trying to inconspicuously reach you for her chocolate it. I believe in you. <laughs> oh no, it's too late. It's too late. I hear, I hear, I hear. Let's pick it up. I hear, I hear the bag rustling. Damn it! I thought I could pull it off. I can't nope. swear it's Christmas. Nope, stupid yeah. crinkly bag. No, you can't say stupid. Stupid's a mean oh, yeah. word, just like Teddy Katie says. Oh gosh. Yeah. The number uh, of times he's corrected me for using that bad word. Yeah, that's a bad word. Mm-hmm. Stupid. What it's a not nerd. A word. Yeah, my son is a nerd. He gets it from I me. I love him can't so help. much. He's so the poor, hilarious. The poor boy can't help it. No, yeah. uh, it, it's not not when I not when I'm a father in that, in that scenario. <laughs> um, uh, but I do remember being impressed because I remember reading interviews at the time saying that the reason that he chose vegetables to animate was because uh, he didn't have to animate limbs, hmm. and that was Smart. easier on their computers to yeah. do, and it took less time. Mm-hmm. And so when I, you did see the Christmas special, and you see Buzz saw Louie, and he has arms. And I remember, oh, I wonder if they got better equipment to do this on, or whatever. I, I thought that when I was a kid. That was something that 
that uh, that reached out to me. There's actually a joke about that in in the uh, in the Christmas special where oh, yeah, they were right. all tied up, and mm-hmm. then Buzz Louis cuts the rope, yeah. and then he says, "Everyone with hands, start <laughs> tying." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, that'll be me. Yeah, yeah, that'll be me. That's yeah. right. That's life. That'll yeah. be me." Um, yeah, that, that that's 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 an enjoyable Christmas special. It is. It, it is an enjoyable one. One day I will find a way to make Jason see it, so he can understand why I want to buzz saw Louis so badly. We can. Uh, we have it. We can. Well, you can come to our. Jason, house. come on, come on over to the cabin. It's in a Target parking lot. Yeah, and if you don't want to, uh, well, we can hook you up. <gasps> we can hook you up. Friendship. Yep. <laughs> yeah, friendship. And piracy. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas pirates. <laughs> it's all right. Phil Vischer probably doesn't get enough money from it anyway, so mm. he probably would be fine with it. Um, <laughs> well, Mary, thanks so much for, uh, for 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 dropping by in this Target parking lot cabin. I need, we need to move this cabin again, honey. I thought it was being clever by putting it in a Target parking lot, but it's just it's uh, great proximity to starbucks i mean there's mm. still like that really nice forest nearby so yeah. it still has like that foresty atmosphere but it's just it's not working out that's it we're moving this cabin to allegheny county next year no, i'm not going out to allegheny <laughs> county guys i don't even think they have a wegmans in allegheny county they you don't, don't. want to <laughs> suffer through <laughs> life without a wegmans unless there's one is holly in uh in uh Allegheny County? Uh-uh. Or is that in the next like county the over? the trees? Holly, no, uh, the ho- Holly, Holly a, New York. There's a municipality oh. called Holly. Uh, Holly, New York has... I don't has, know. I don't uh, get out a lot. Holly, New York Unless is... Unless it's um, Target. When I was at... <laughs> when, when we were at Houghton... Uh, Houghton. Holly, uh, Holly, New York was a destination because it had a Wegmans and an Aldi. Well, and so, like, if we needed to make a big... Mm. Yeah, if we need to make a big grocery run... It was, it was Holly is in Orleans County. There you go. So no, there is no Wegmans in Allegheny County. Don't don't do it. I mean, I'll like you just have me buy your groceries and mail them to you. I'm sure the ice cream will still be frozen by the time it gets there. You know, you know it is winter. Friendship. It is winter. Well, Mary, hmm. get out. Okay, I got Christmas shopping for you guys. It was fun. Kate, do you want any Starbucks? Yes. Okay. Always. You know the answer to that. Yes, always. Anybody? It's an Orson Welles reference. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for dropping by, Mary. It's a pleasure to have you. Great to see you you guys. Oh, can we find you anywhere? Twitter or anything like that? Right now I'm here in this cabin. Great. You could usually find her in a Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. I'll, I'll put. Uh, if you want to follow my social media, you can. It's mostly me talking about knitting or my braces on Instagram. There you go. I'm Derpy Debo. That's D E R P Y D E B O. Such a great uh, username. Thanks. I think it's the same on Twitter. Okay. I just talk about politics there and how big whales are. Great. Yeah, terrifying. Yep. Yeah. And you'll find that in the show notes, among other things, including mm-hmm. me. Uh, Asking you to give me money for my silent film night project. So, anyway. Hmm. <coughs> there it is. It's great. Merry Good Christmas. Morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, friends. Oh, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hmm. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. Holidays. You should uh, fade out to that really great version of Old Lang Syne from Sex in the City that you hate. Nope. <laughs> Incorrect. But it's so good. No, it isn't. It's wrong. <laughs> it's a wrong version. 
I don't know that. I'll play it for you I later. Could, the road I could. It's real bad. The holly bears a blossom as white as lily flower, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ to be a sweet Savior. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the Well, that does it for the Memory Machine holiday special this year. I really hope you enjoyed it. For those who have been listening throughout this year and have followed me through the intermittent release schedule I had this year, I want to thank you so much for your continued uh, patronage to this podcast, your continuing listenership. It means a lot to me. Um, it's been a lot of fun to make this podcast, and I hope I get to continue to do so. Uh, again, uh, you know, this past year was a little difficult. You know, cause we we had a new uh, a new baby, and uh, you know that puts a strain on time and commitments and things like that. So, uh, but I was still able to get a few episodes out here and there throughout the course of the year, and I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but yeah, again, thanks so much for uh, sticking with me, and I hope and next year should be uh, even better for the podcast. I, I have some uh, interviews I'd like to to get roped up for there so hopefully you'll see some more interviews i do enjoy doing these high concept ones uh although i'll probably plan more for more in advance i have another plan for one um uh, next year and i think i'm going to start planning for that in july <laughs> um but uh but before i but before we we say goodbye completely i'd like to send you off with a little bit of holiday cheer from uh, the local group that I'm a part of, the Lock City Sound, and they're here to uh, br- bring to you a holiday classic to send you off for the season. Thank you again for listening, and here is the Lock City Sound. <laughs>